Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight with you, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. And inviting you on over to our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that we give to you there. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. Unlike those other talk show hosts, this site is free. We don't want five, six, seven bucks a month from you just to get into the website and see what's there. Uh, You'll find that there's more for free on the freetalklive.com site than there is probably behind the paywall of those other shows. So go and see for yourself over at freetalklive.com. So this week brought some interesting news in the world of radio, which is, of course, our business. Uh, Specifically, the FCC has been struck down yet again. According to the Wall Street Journal, a federal appeals court Tuesday for the second time ruled that the Federal Communications Commission improperly fined CBS Corp. for airing singer Janet Jackson's infamous Super Bowl wardrobe malfunction in 2004. In case you don't recall, it was during the the Super Bowl halftime show that something happened with her top and uh, a booby got shown on TV. It was a slip. Oh, I don't know about a slip. No, complete accident. <laughs> I'm not too sure I'm going to go for complete accident. I believe that those two are planning a little something the whole time. You think? It doesn't matter to me, though. Well, why not? Why doesn't it matter? Aren't you worried about Jackson, your three-year-old son, seeing a naked boob? He's seen plenty. Oh, that's a good point. He's probably had one in his mouth. He spent a lot of time <laughs> yeah. with boobs in his mouth. <laughs> so, uh, according to the story, I don't here, think that you know. I think that uh, kids being taught that nudity, especially not even. I mean, you're not even talking about genitalia here. You're just talking not about at all. chests are a big deal. Makes chests a big deal. Mm, I agree with that. I think that they should not be so much of a big deal. Well, I think that the fact that they're a big deal can create these market opportunities where. Be- because there's all this breast hysteria out there, to flash a booby is so exciting to some people that, yeah, you're going to get... I mean, how many times is that video viewed? I know I looked it up just to see what everyone's talking about. You really have to... I mean, it's a you know a fraction of a second. Well, didn't they say that... Yeah, was it like less than a second or something like that? But did I think there was news way back about how TiVo... I guess they ha- they keep some sort of internal records about who does what with their, their machines. And it was like the most TiVo'd moment. I, I wouldn't doubt all, it for a moment. I don't know of all time, but certainly of that I'll year. Bet, for I instance. bet you it was um, at that time all time. <laughs> but people were uh, were TiVoing, playing it back, freeze framing, etc. So yeah, you're right. I mean, people in America, a lot of people are obsessed with breasts, and it has to do with the fact that well, they've always been covered up for so long, and so there's still this. I guess there's some sort of mystery about them uh, for for some people. <laughs> some are better than others. I mean, there's no doubt about yeah. it. Some are just awesome to look at, and there's no doubt about it that that that's that is the case. However, you know, in the process of requiring them to be covered up, you make them a bigger deal than you know. They the, it's it's the they should be. It's the consequences of uh, prohibition. According to the story here, the Philadelphia-based third U.S. Court of Appeals ruling again after the Supreme Court remanded the case, which means to send back to a prior court, in 2009 upheld its previous decision that the agency didn't provide broadcasters fair warning about a change in indecency enforcement rules. Yeah, step down for just a second here. Everybody who was at the FCC and any kind of leadership position, the FCC's little council thing there, the five people that do that, they're all gone. From 2004. That was the Bush administration, Colin Powell's son, who's a a bit of a stick in the mud, and they're gone. 
they're gone. But the government is defending its own policies that it no longer implements. It's crazy. It's true. They have really cranked back on the amount of indecency investigations that, that They're are not going doing on. that stuff anymore. Under the Bush administration, the American Christian Council, whatever it was, Family Parents Te- Television Council. Yeah, Ameri- Parents Television Council. They were just sending in all kinds of complaints for anything that happened. More than 99% of the complaints came from this one organization, and you don't really hear anything about them now. Well, I think they did come out to speak out uh, regarding this. Oh, I'm sure. So the case involves a $550,000 fine on CBS for airing a Super Bowl halftime show featuring Janet Jackson in 2004, in which her breast was momentarily displayed after part of her costume was torn away. The FCC fined CBS for the breast flash, coined a wardrobe malfunction at the time, which lasted less than a second. The broadcaster appealed the FCC's fine in 2006. According to the FCC spokesman... While we are disappointed by the Court of Appeals' decision, we note that the court overturned the FCC's 2006 forfeiture order on narrow procedural grounds. In the meantime, the FCC will continue to use all of the authority at its disposal to ensure that the nation's broadcasters fulfill the public interest responsibilities that accompany their use of the public airwaves. The public, the public, the public, the public. Well, it means that uh, our, the government. Right. That's what they mean. They mean the government. They don't mean the public. I mean, a lot of the public wanted to see Janet Jackson's breast. Clearly. That's why they spent so much time TiVoing it. But all the money that would have been generated from this wardrobe malfunction has been made. So now it's like, I I had even forgotten this even happened. And now it's coming back up in the court system. Well, that's just an example of how. That reoccurring boob. Well, and we're talking about something that happened, you know, not quite a decade ago, but the majority of a decade ago. And uh, this just shows how long it takes for something to get up to the Supreme Justice's Court Justice's terrible swift sword. I mean, this is, I just can't, I can't imagine how anybody can laughing, can seriously call the United States judicial system what they call it. I mean, it has nothing to do with justice. How could justice possibly be meted out on this case? All Everybody's, you know, moved on. The CEO of CBS is probably retired off in Pago Pago at this point in a giant yacht in some uh, little little cove, um, you know, swimming in the sun. Uh, the, 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 the FCC people, they've moved on. There's, there's no justice to be had here. Indecency enforcement at the FCC has essentially come to a stop as the agency waits for the Supreme Court to rule next year on a related First Amendment case involving whether it has the authority to, bro- to fine broadcasters for airing fleeting expletives. And I believe that is the the Fox case. Haven't they already done that one a, a bunch of times, the, the Supreme fleeting Court? expletive? No, no, no. That's never made it to the, the Supreme Court. This is going to be the first time that uh, that they hear it, according to the, uh, the so Bloomberg Now, the fleeting case. expletive one, and, and this is the Janet Jackson one, is, is essentially similar. I don't believe that uh, CBS knew what was going to happen. And so, therefore, how is CBS responsible for this? If somebody's responsible, it's Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. And, uh, but they I, can't be responsible for the content of broadcast. FCC can't. They can't hold them responsible mm-hmm. because they're they don't they don't have a, a license. So this is the problem. How can uh, how can uh, CBS or any other broadcast organization be uh, vigilant? And uh, you know why should they be fined for not being able to dump or something like that in that circumstance? I mean that's just not fair. You're expecting somebody else to clean up um, somebody to clean up somebody else's mess. That's not fair. It's well, not it's not right. all about fairness, Mark. No, it's not. It's about fines. <laughs> it's about getting $550,000 out of CBS. And they didn't get it. Uh, of course, who knows how much money CBS had to spend on lawyer's fees to take this up as far as it did. 
Uh, Judge Anthony Circia wrote in a dissent that based on the Supreme Court's account of the history of the FCC policy enforcement in the Fox case, the Philadelphia Appeals Court cannot adhere to our earlier determination that prior FCC policy had granted an exemption to all fleeting indecent material. So there was one uh, judge that uh, said no, two said you know, there's one dissenter and there's two judges on the panel that said, yeah, this is crazy. Throw this crap out. Uh, still, the FCC can't impose a penalty unless CBS knew about impropriety. This is the other thing the about justices. Okay, these these are what federal federal court justices here um, on an appeals court level, and they're giving their opinion. That's because law isn't fact. It's just a bunch of opinions. It's just a bunch of opinions. And they conflict, those opinions do, and it's impossible to know what all the opinions are because there's no way you could be that well-researched. How can you follow people's opinions of a law? I mean, you can pretty much design an opinion. There's probably laws out there to support it. You know, there's probably ways to try to get people to be on your like to try to force people into your way of thinking based on the laws. The Obama administration has found it constitutional to assassinate American citizens. Right. We'll tell you what the uh, Parents Television Council had to say about this here in a moment at 855-453. These are the people that got this ball rolling in the first place by submitting thousands of complaints to the FCC. 855-453. You can take control of the airwaves. 1-855-450-3733. Your thoughts on indecency on television and radio as well are certainly welcome or bring up anything you want. This is Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes feed the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves at 855-453-TONIGHT. Tonight here with you, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Inviting you to the website, freetalklive.com. Archives are there, so if you've missed a moment of the show, no problem. Just click and download. You can go all the way back to late 2006, all free over at freetalklive.com. Ian, you just got a cutlery set this week. Yes, it's very sharp. It is indeed. They're they're quite sharp. And they look nice, too. They're very nice looking. We got them from manventureoutpost.com. I got a a jacket and a knife, and Ian, you got a cutlery set, and it was uh, really awesome. The folks there uh, took care of our order. I, I wanted to be able to order product see what it was like what would the you know we've been talking about them for some time here what's the the experience if you're looking for camping hunting or shooting gear man venture outposts carry knives ammunition scopes binoculars laser sights tactical flashlights fish finders boating equipment all kinds of things they have the best name brands and they've got uh, some of the lowest prices you can possibly find on the internet some of them are so low in fact that uh, they can't even be mentioned on the air you get an additional five percent off with coupon code ftl that's FTL is in Free Talk Live. They're family-owned, members in good standing, the Better Business Bureau. You know how important that is online. Get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. We are talking about the FCC being ruled against again by the same court that ruled against them in the past. Uh, the Supreme Court had sent a case, the CBS case, which was the Janet Jackson one, uh, had sent that back to an, an appeals court. 
So they remanded it, and the appeals court came back with a 2-1 decision saying, toss this fine out, uh, CBS doesn't have to this pay is it. Dumb. And they say that uh, it, the FCC improperly imposed a penalty on the network for violating a previously unannounced policy, so it was more of like a technicality kind of a ruling than a, than a real free speech mm-hmm. ruling. Yeah. Now, the free speech ruling that's expected is going to be in the Fox case. Uh, that's coming up probably... This year, if I'm not mistaken, if, I'm, if I've got the case right. Anyway, there's one that's coming up this year that's going to be, I guess, a big deal. And so we'll certainly let you know when that happens. The, the, the one that's coming up could potentially overturn the entire indecency policy. As the I Pacifica case, the, uh, the one that uh, From was the 70s. Re- referenced by, what was uh, George Carlin's comedy routine? Yep, the seven dirty words. Yeah. Still, the Just FCC... Really what- uh, four or six. The FCC cannot impose a penalty unless CBS knew about the impropriety associated with the act, according to the dissenting judge, adding that he would send the case back to the trial court for further proceedings. So I guess it's not over yet. The Parents Television Council, an advocacy group for broadcast decency, condemned the decision, saying in a statement the appeals court has chosen to ignore the law and the will of the American people. The will of the uh, – my will, if as an American, is that these people would just go away. You the, mean the PTC? The American Television Council. Well, yeah. Parents Television Council. They're television. obviously delusional. They think that the will of the American people is to never see any – Breasts ever on Isn't television. No one wants to see breasts on television. What kind of world do those people live in? I mean, I understand those people exist, right? And they must really just be insulated in this uh, this world of theirs, where no one talks about sex. Sex is not a, a to- you know something to be seen on television. Certainly, nudity, which isn't even sex, shouldn't be seen. That's essentially what they're saying here: is that you know it wasn't as though Janet Jackson were on TV playing with herself. She just simply had a, a piece of her wardrobe fall off. So we're just talking about the naked human body here, not even a sexual issue. And they're saying that this is a problem with, uh, with the American people. Right. It's, it's, it's corrupted uh, a whole generation of young boys. I mean, it's just, it's, it just doesn't make any sense. I'm not in saying— In 2004, young boys don't, didn't have access to the Internet, so there's no way they could have pulled up anything more explicit than this. I, I'm not saying that I think that every television show or station needs to have uh, you know, a t- topless uh, women running around on it or anything like that. But the idea that some people want that content, and that's good for some people. In the same way that some people want to hear this show, some people want to hear country music, whatever. People should have different choices. And there will but, Mark, be stations that want to uh, provide those to Little children could them. run into these things. Little children can find all kinds of things in there. Jack, my son Jack could find these things on our TV, I guess. I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't really paid much attention, but we don't have the premium movie channels or anything, so maybe mm-hmm. he couldn't find them. I don't know. I, we don't watch that stuff. Well, I don't know. So how come it's so – this is one of the things I really don't get about the whole breast thing. Why is it so terrible to see an areola? Like there are, you oh, can just show, a female areola, right? Female areola, thank you. But you can show on network television uh, pretty much all of the breast except for that. And uh, there have been plenty of shows where they've kind of shown the woman from the backside. You can see the under curvature. Right, you can see of her buttocks, uh, anal cleft. Uh, you know, just depending on the time of, time of day. I'm only using the term that they use. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's bizarre that they get all bent out of shape on this. Remember, it was a big deal with NYPD Blue back in the '90s about where uh, a mer- the- male character showed his buttocks. Yeah. yeah, I think I think a lot of people see it as a very personal place. Sure, uh, you're. Your, they see the breast is a very personal area, um, but then breastfeeding and issues like that come up, and obviously, 
women who breastfeed should not have to go and hide. They should be able to do what they what they're there for. I'll tell you, you know? women, this this is an issue that has been pushed and pushed in the last few years. And the fact is that, it, it you know, at this point, if you go after you say anything sideways, you look sideways at a woman who's breastfeeding in public and you can have a lawsuit slapped up beside your head. I mean, this is that's the way Wait, it who's is going to sue who there. I'm sorry. What do you, mean uh, you can women can breastfeed anywhere they want. See, I've Period. heard I've End heard women say that they've been, uh, you know, in a when they're at work or something that they would be asked to go to the bathroom in order to breastfeed. I'm sure they have been asked in the past, but uh, but this, nowadays. Wait, are you saying the private property owner can't make a decision about that? I don't think they can. Wow, that would be pretty shocking if that's the case. I I hadn't heard that. I'm, at Look, least I people don't live it. in libertarian worlds. People live in a world where yeah. I've got rights, and yeah. you know, their, their rights extend to your property, but. So, I mean, private property owners technically should be able to uh, – they have private clubs where, like, it's a men's club, so women aren't allowed to come in. They don't have very many men's clubs left, man. But they have them, right? I mean, those things exist. There might be a handful of them. Football. Foot, well, whatever. I mean, uh, Women can play at football. I mean, they don't have – There are a, women's gyms. There are – well, look. Oh, we're not talking about women here, dude. We're talking about men and their choices. And, you know, different different genders have different uh, different rights, I'm afraid. I'd like to know more if that's, tr- if that's true, what Mark's saying. I'd like to find out if it's, if it's really true that private property owners can't exclude uh, folks from their, from their business like that. I, I don't support it. I mean, I think that a woman should be able to, uh, to breastfeed, and I don't find that offensive at all. And it wouldn't bother me if I owned a store. But I think now, that my experience, you know, if, if you're on a Bible shop and you're like a Bible thumping Christian, you want to keep a woman out with uh, her, her breast hanging out. Then How do you whatever. think Jesus was fed? Um, the you know, most women who do be- breastfeeding are very they can be qu- quite subtle about it. And, you know, it, 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 you'll never know what's happening. You'll never know. Mm-hmm. So usually it doesn't happen. But the, there's some activists out there that say, you know, I don't have to hide anything. And it, it's been it's an issue that has been pushed forward in the last few years i mean i i feel like i can't imagine going into someone's home with my child for one bringing my child like into someone's home for one is like you know thanks for letting me have you know my kid he cries and it's kind of inconvenient but thanks for letting me bring and then to assume that you know if if they tell me i you know please do not breastfeed in here because you know we don't want johnny to see or something like that or then you know i would Totally com- I think a home was okay different. It was a different story than a business. I was referring to a private okay. business. There's more coming up here. 855-450-FREE. You that can bring too. up what you want. Parents Television Council President Tim Winner said today's ruling reaches the level of judicial stupidity and it's a sucker punch to families everywhere. Kapow! 855-450-FREE. Your thoughts welcome. It's Free Talk Live. My name is Jacob Hornberger. I'm president of the Future of Freedom Foundation, which Congressman Ron Paul awarded for having an outstanding freedom website. Write us at fff at fff.org, and we'll send you a free three-month subscription to our monthly journal of libertarian essays and our booklet, Economic Liberty in the Constitution, which George Mason University economics professor Walter Williams praised in a recent column. That's fff at fff.org.
take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Tonight here with you, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Inviting you to the website at freetalklive.com. We have a bulletin board system there. You can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. And it's free, just like the rest of our website over at bbs.freetalklive.com. Now, with more control over your own threads. Somebody post some response you think is inappropriate? Just delete it. It's not a problem. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com. Get interactive. Have you ever had a situation where, you know, maybe, you know, some business or the state or some individual has uh, aggressed upon you, but you decided to do nothing about it just because dealing with the court system is too hard, it's too expensive, you don't want to get a lawyer? Well, jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know those rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. costs less than an hour with any good attorney. The four-CD course is so easy, the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. If you order the course, you'll get immediate access online to the the whole thing. They'll send you the four-CD uh, pa- package, which I will be taking with me on my trip that I'm going on tomorrow so I can listen in oh, the car because yeah, I'm, I'm interested in doing a little review. But uh, Jurisdictionary.com, I can't recommend this course enough. Uh, This is the basics. These are the things that you should have gotten in civics class. They'll teach you how to motion the court, get evidence, um, you know, whatever you need to do. It's Jurisdictionary.com. So we've been talking about uh, the FCC ruling here that basically backs up CBS against the – excuse me, not the FCC ruling, a court ruling, an appeals court that backs up the uh, CBS versus the FCC saying that CBS doesn't have to pay the $550,000 fine that uh, was levied against them for the, the Janet Jackson incident back in 2004. Parents Television Council very upset. Of course, they started all of this by submitting complaints. In fact, the PTC, the Parents Television Council, has some sort of way that they, it's probably like an email list or something like that, some kind of activist list, where uh, prudish par- uh, parents, prudish people from around uh, the country will uh, fill out some sort of form likely and that will result in complaints being sent to the FCC. Because as you but, pointed out, Mark, these people send 98 to 99 percent every single year of all the complaints that get turned into the FCC is from these people. And most of those people complaining never actually saw the original broadcast nope. in question. They got they're some just doing email. what they're told. Yeah, they got some email from the uh, Parents Television Council telling them – Whoa, you wouldn't believe what happened during nudity during the Super Bowl. Janet Jackson doing cartwheels and showing her breast. And, you know, they'll, they'll so they'll lay out the, e, the what happened in an email. And it's, you know, you didn't see it. The, most people who saw it didn't see it. It happened in such a flash, such a moment that you didn't get to see anything. Well, it sort of reminds me of they, uh, something that's really been a way that tv's evolved is now they have these shows where they'll do recaps from the week and crazy things that happened on television that you didn't see they'll huh. show it all back to you like tosh point or yeah. something like that oh yeah that guy's pretty crazy they'll make fun of it or, <laughs> you know, it's it's the, the soup it, is it's it? really entertaining just to see everything just short clips because you don't have time to watch everything so maybe this is sort of their version of that, where it's an email and all the things that they just love to see because it confirms their idea of how... Confirmation bias. Right, their confirmation bias. And that just, this is the world, that it's degenerating into this horrible, just depraved place where... Satan's coming. <laughs> right. He's, Jesus is going to be back because Satan is taking over. The beast is going to debauchery, the great horror Babylon, blah, 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 blah. Just keeps on going. Yeah. 
So uh, your thoughts, certainly welcome here at 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves. Maybe you're one of those people that thinks that uh, the FCC is doing the right thing, that you think that they need to be handing out handing out $1,000, multi-thousand, hundred-plus-thousand-dollar fines to these organizations for broadcasting things like the F-bomb or, uh, or naked breasts or, or some sort of sexual content. Maybe you are one of those people. I know you exist, so feel free. Get on the lines here and explain yourself, uh, explain your position, because I really don't get it. I don't understand. Why is it all right, on one hand, to show some of the most horrific violence that uh, that you can imagine? I was watching the... Uh, I don't know if I should say too much about it, but there's a particular show, in case I don't want to ruin it for anybody that hasn't seen it. There's a particular show out there where a main, uh, the main villain dies in an explosion, and after the explosion, it's a very impressive graphic shot, but after the explosion, the villain walks out of the room that was exploded, and the camera kind of tracks around him. You can see him from one side, he looks normal, and then as the camera tracks around, you can see that the entire left side of his face and uh, you know, a good portion of, of him, himself has been just taken out, like you can see the brain. You can see his eyes. You can just a very graphic, bloody mess. And then, of course, he you know collapses to the ground uh, at that point. But it was very incredibly Dramatic. graphic. Yeah. And uh, this is a show that is not on a pay channel. It's a cable channel. Uh, it's not one of the pay channels like a Showtime or an HBO. So this is one of those channels that you know if you've got cable TV, your kid could just flip across. So this is and this is what's so archaic about these rules. We it's we're not dealing with three major networks anymore that's what the fcc can truly license they can't license all those other cable channels out there the the non uh, premium channels they just choose not to broadcast the things they choose not to broadcast they know that nudity is valuable so they they can charge a premium for it uh, i mean it doesn't make any sense at all the fcc is only hassling cbs nbc abc and then of course uh, you know wb and all that stuff is come along uh, since the advent of uh, cable but you know th- that's they're only after broadcast and it doesn't make any sense uh, they're after five channels in 500 well they're archaic I mean, they're just, they're so behind the times. And it's not to suggest they should be uh, regulating the 500. But they're just little power they, mongers. Right. It's just to say they need to go away entirely. Do they have people there just, that's their job, just to watch? No, thank goodness. The way the FCC works is, uh, as I understand it, is that they only take complaints. But, of course, the Parents Television Council has plenty of people that will watch these shows. And uh, give money to this organization. Yeah. That's the sick part of this is, oh, well, we've got to have these you know, super prudes to be vigilant. What, now, what was it like in your house, Allie, when you were growing up with your parents? I mean, did they, like my parents made me go down the hallway during sex scenes and movies that they were watching. What, what was it like for you? Um, it was kind of funny growing up. Because my dad, it was sort of like you were saying with the violence, it's okay. But I remember watching lots of Westerns and uh, all the violent scenes and it making me really uncomfortable. But then if there was some kind of sex scene, it was like, you know, we had to turn that. We had to change the channel or, really? or you know, I never had to leave the room. So I really wasn't, it wasn't that strange or anything. But we definitely didn't talk about sex. And I remember uh, watching. Were they religious? 
No. Interesting. See, I think my it's parents just, weren't particularly religious either. I think no. it's just social pressure. Yeah. And, it was. and what you've got to understand is when you, we're only a few hundred, a couple few hundred years away from one room domiciles where parents had sex in the same room that their kids were sleeping in. There's still cultures where that happens. Absolutely. Probably yeah. the majority of them. And somehow or another, you know, I mean, the idea of, 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 of a female breast on television, you know, just sends shudders up the average American spine. It just doesn't Is it make true? any sense. The average American, I can't believe that. When they that. think about kids involved, oh. I'm talking about, you know. Okay. Oh, the children. The children. For the children. The children, right. the well, children got here in yeah. a particular way. If you don't want children, if you want your child to have a healthy sexuality, then you don't make breasts something that's to be, that's something that's not socially, that's something bad. Because Absolutely. If you just fixate on it in show some way. them, you know, take them to the museum. These are breasts. They're wonderful. Or aren't they beautiful? And, you know, like, oh, yeah, they're great. But to make it something, no, 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 you can't see that. That's going to make them think it's dirty or something that, well, you it's going to make them curious, too, right? And, like, right. Oh, don't I touch mean, the hot stove. Oh, don't look at this. Don't taste this. And the weird balancing act that uh, that society goes through with sort of like National Geographic and that kind of thing. These things were in the library at Bradenton Christian School mm. because they couldn't not have National Geographic in the library at Bradenton Christian School. But the librarians would vigilantly watch this. And if you looked like you were not looking at the magazine properly, right? No more than one boy may look at a magazine at one time. If that boy sneers, snickers, points or ogles he must put away the mag- i mean it just it's bizarre we're back with more your thoughts certainly welcome at 855-453 are you one of those people that supports the parents television council do you think that uh television needs to be controlled and radio as well 855-453 but you can only talk about breasts on the radio it's free talk live you know the u.s dollar is devaluing you can see it happening every day You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about Bitcoins at weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com, where we give you the features free if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live. Become an amplifier over at amp.freetalklive.com. You get signed up there for as little as $3 per month with any major credit card or PayPal. We'll take that money and reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more internet listeners on board as well so more people can be exposed to the ideas of freedom and allowing. Of course, that's an important part about being free is you allow others to be free. It's great to want to be free for yourself, uh, but you also need to let other people be free if you ever want to have a chance at true freedom for yourself because as long as you try to control others, well, inevitably, somebody is going to try to control you. So you have to kind of let go. And the issue we've been discussing here tonight is people that just can't let go. They just can't live 
They can't allow themselves to live with other people doing things that they don't like. We'll get back to that discussion in a moment. 855-450-FREE. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com to support this program. You know, whether it's hurricanes or freak snowstorms that pop up in October or whatever it is that might knock out power in your particular area, you need to be prepared. If you've got a family, you need to be prepared uh, with some kind of generating system. The Sound Wisdom's SG-1 solar power generating system, the costs are commensurate with other generators, but the advantage to the SG-1 is it'll take whatever it takes offline, offline completely. It's off the grid. So you can take a refrigerator, a freezer, a well pump, and you know a couple of other items off the grid entirely, and... It'll be generating. They'll be, you know, it'll be paying you back uh, over time. You know, they'll they're off the grid. You'd normally where you would uh, a generator would sit in your garage or something like that. In this case, it's working all the time, and you're not paying for the electricity on that. It's the SG One Solar Power Generating System. You can go check it out at freetalklivesolar.com. They have experts standing by to answer your questions right now at freetalklivesolar.com. Check out the telephone number there. Find it out. Find find all that information. FreeTalkLiveSolar.com. Our toll-free number again, 855-450-FREE. You can bring up what you want here. We've been talking about the FCC, so-called indecency, what is allowed on television versus what's not. Let's go to Bert listening in Virginia. Bert, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Bert. Have you, got, say, have you seen that video called the uh, Nazi Shrunken Heads? No, I haven't. Nazi I have Shrunken Heads. Nope. I've not seen that. Is this like on YouTube? Yeah. Okay. No, I haven't. What is it? What's the content? Can you summarize it? Well, it, it's proven that uh, that there was no uh, skin lampshades, and that it's all a pile of dog doo doo, and that the Jews are controlling the world, and we need to understand. Well, that, that. doesn't I mean, sound like a, a movie that video, I would want to watch. The video Nazi shrunken heads. That sounds does that. that sounds kind of racist or bigoted, and I don't think I'd want to watch something like that. Why would you want to watch that? It's about the truth, sir. It's saying it's saying that. Well, no, it doesn't sound like the truth. Heads. That sounds you like bigoted nonsense. That. Bert, that sounds like bigoted nonsense to me. What do you it say to the Holocaust like, survivors? It sounds like your brainwash, sir. It sounds like your brainwash because just because I said that it's a lie doesn't mean I hate people. Okay, have you seen? What do you think of the people that are Holocaust survivors that recount their experiences? Have you seen the video, The Last Days of the Big Lie? That doesn't answer the young lady's question. She asked you a question about uh, Holocaust survivors and what they have to say. Yes, and that video is about exposing that they're all a pack of liars. You it's are the a last lunatic. Days of the Big Lie. You are a lunatic. You're suggesting that there's some sort of mass Jewish conspiracy. Before you call somebody a lunatic, sir... You should go and check out what they're saying. Uh, yeah, I've actually it's very listened to people. Just to deny something uh, Bert, without checking it Bert, out first. Don't Bert, you I, think? Okay, I'm going to put you on hold, Bert. Now, look, I've checked out the Holocaust, and it happened. So this whole idea that the Holocaust... Seems like there's a lot of pictures. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of, of different places. A lot of evidence. I mean, this is not something... You know, people that, running around with tattoos on their arms. I don't know arms. about that moon landing, though, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't something that just uh, some guy cooked up and managed to get, what, millions of individuals on board with uh, following along with the program so they could fool all of us? I mean, Bert, get real, please. Sir, what is your evidence... Pictures of dead bodies doesn't prove that there was a conspiracy. Try to talking to people. Jews. Excuse try, me. Try talking to people, Bert. 
Do you have, have you ever met any Excuse Jewish people? Me. Did you get all your information from the Jewish controlled but Hollywood? Have you ever have you ever actually talked to any do Jewish people? Do you believe everything you, you see Jews, on the media, sir? Do Jews control the textbook God. industry too? Don't you sir, understand, Mark? They control everything. Do you believe to. everything you see in media? Do you be, do you believe? Uh, I mean, do, uh, how can you discount this that is so ubiquitous? I mean, you're talking about so many people. They've got picture upon picture upon picture. Not account all this stuff after was account. staged. Have you heard of the historian David Irving? Just because you can find one have historian that disagrees historian does not make David it true. Irving? Bert, no, I, understand, I have not heard of David Irving. I understand that you think you've unlocked he the secret to the world more, and that you feel like you have the answer when no one else. Bert, we're cross-talking here. Do you want to have a conversation or do you just want to preach from your pulpit? All right, the, so you're Allie denying, has a question for you. You're denying. You're not bringing any evidence. You're just denying what Allie has saying. a question for you, Bert. My, what Hello? I wanted to say Is to you. Are you sick? I'm saying check out the evidence. <laughs> right, Bert. And the evidence right. is there's some racist uh, historian. Oh, I forgot. I who's... forgot. You're on GCN, the Garbage Can Network, <laughs> and they don't like talking about it because all their sponsors are Jews. Hey, Bert, I don't know if you've noticed, but we've had you on the air here for several minutes. Oh, now he's going to beep us with the phone. <laughs> Goodbye, Bert. Goodbye. We did not hang up on Bert. No. <laughs> You know, and <laughs> this no, is I how deep hang up on Bert, this but is he how, was beeping with his phone. This is how deep the conspiracy rabbit hole can run, right? Like it didn't happen. There was no Holocaust. The Germans didn't. All the paperwork, the reams and reams and reams of paperwork that you can show where the you know the, the original plan was to send them to Madagascar and all this other stuff. No, it didn't happen. I, I love the versions of the conspiracy theories that wheel that uh, that kind of. Uh, that they bring in our network. He mentioned GCN. Now, most of our radio listeners don't know what GCN is. The Genesis Communications Networks, because they're behind the scenes. They're the guys that are screening the calls. They're the guys that are getting the, the show up on the satellite. They're taking care of some of the technical stuff behind the scenes for the show. And thank goodness they're there. They do a great job of it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, th- now and then there will be these conspiracy theorists that will weave them into the conspiracy. GC, you guys are on GCN and they're controlled by the Jews, too. That Ted Anderson, he's in charge. He's selling all that gold and silver anderson's a jewish name isn't it he's in the media he owns a media company he must be jewish i mean it's it's absolute moronity i I have heard that that parts of the jewish religion i guess endorse uh things i think are healthy in following your contracts and uh always following through with them and also being Good with money is important. It's a virtue in Judaism, I've heard. There's all kinds of weird stuff about, uh, you know, it's hard for me to support any religion, especially one that's been poking around for 4,000 years. They've got all kinds. Sure, they've got good things about living your life, and they've got a bunch of bad crap, too. But But every Jewish person I've ever known has been just pleasant and fine. This has more to do, to me, with ethnicity than it has to do with religion anyway, because there's lots of Jews that don't believe in, you know, the, uh, the, the whole spiel that's out there and all that stuff um and and somehow they're in on it too let's go to michael in wyoming you're on free talk live hello michael hello hey what's on your mind doing good what's up nifty was burnt real that was some guy pulling your leg i don't know man he sounded you can't pay for that stuff man he sounded pretty real to me what do you what do you guys think was was he real absolutely i don't know he what ridiculous awesome he was awesomely ridiculous he was ridiculous i think it was some guy pulling your leg man although I have noticed since you got the, you know, 
it, it's a quality problem, but now that you've got the mainstream satellite feed out there, you're getting a lot of people that aren't necessarily freedom people calling in. But that's a good thing, man. Conflict well, that's the idea. I mean, this drama. isn't supposed to be a show that uh, that preaches to the choir or anything like that. Uh, we're there talking about go, freedom man. on a nightly basis, and it's important for average folks to come across it. He was amazing. I think that was just some libertarian just pulling your leg. The accent was just too real. It could be. It could not. But I, I you know, it's, it's one of the constant debates about the bigots that call this show. I mean, I think they they're real. They can't all. All the conspiracy theorists. The conspiracy th- theory is the conspiracy theorists are in fact not conspiracy theorists at all. I mean, it's. It, I'm sorry. It's as ludicrous as the conspiracy people, theorist conspiracy. People like Bert are really out there. I mean, we've had Holocaust and deniers care call en- before. They care enough about their opinion to call radio programs too yeah michael anything else you want to share i wanted to tell a quick story about uh working having some inside information about bank of america from 1998 if you're interested you can share that in just a moment we'll come back with more with michael uh, bank of america inside information also who doesn't want that and your thoughts are welcome as well at 855-453 that's the toll-free number and it's brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in at the toll-free number, which is brought to you by SACL CAI. That number is 1-855-450-3733-855-450. Free. Here tonight with you, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. And we invite you to the website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features there. They are for free. So head on over there and uh, get interactive. Various different things you can do all on the house. Freetalklive.com. Uh, we're going to get back here to Michael in Wisconsin. He wanted to tell us something about an inside information regarding the Bank of America. And, of course, tomorrow is November 5th, which is the big bank transfer day where people who are uh, banked of America, uh, who are part of Bank of America, who have an account there, are being encouraged, and, uh, and the other monolithic banks, uh, being encouraged to close their accounts and move their money to like a local bank or a local credit union, for instance. So, uh, ba- Michael, what do you got for us? This ain't Mike. This is Bert. I just say I was listening to LRN.FM. I heard this show called Freedom Fiends. I think they're a bunch of commie, pinko. Bert, you only get one call per night. Now, that's weird. Didn't Wasn't he a different guy before? Maybe there's two guys calling from the same house or something like that. I don't know. what I Wait, just wasn't he that. saying that he thinks it was a joke? Maybe that was Mike. Oh, maybe that. I, if that <laughs> I think that right. was a promo for Freedom Fiends, is <laughs> what I think it was. was. <laughs> I, mean, I think he was proving their, to you guys it was a fake or something. Wasn't it that their first episode? <laughs> you just dropped him right away. He sounded too much like the other guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sit there. You just, put on a, just can't fi- catch put a on joke a to save accent. your life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sounded like Bert to me, man. 
<laughs> like, how the hell did Bert get on Michael's line? Am I gonna kick, those? If I just start using my southern accent and start talking about Jews, you guys can kick me off. You out of here, Bert. Different, out but, of here, Bert. But no, he did sound like Bert, didn't he? I, I I didn't have long enough to decide whether I was hearing the same thing or not. <laughs> so, so so for those Michael that don't know, can call right. Last, <laughs> for those that don't know, last hour we had this Bert call in who Michael was saying that Bert was a fake call. I felt like Bert was pretty real deal. Like he seemed. Maybe Michael really, was telling you that he was, in fact, Bert. He seemed, but I suppose he could have been. He would have had to been on hold on two different lines. Not to say that's impossible. I mean, that is something that someone could do. you got a home line and you got a cell phone or something like that. Um, but anyway, last hour, this Bert calls in with all this hate-mongering about uh, Jewish people and talking about the Holocaust wasn't real, etc. And just someone who who cares so much about that issue to call a radio show, it's just an unusual, that would be an unusual crank call. Especially to cite things like uh, certain videos that have that particular viewpoint. Apparently, he studied the uh, the issue. Yeah, I think he was real. I decided he's real since he had these videos that he was citing. Yeah. yeah. So then Michael, uh, I guess, was uh, putting us on there, and he certainly fooled me. I was like, "What the <laughs> you hell?" Dropped him right away, Bert. <laughs> well, well, there is a one call per night rule, and uh, you know that's all you get on Free Talk Live. That is the rule. So, uh, although if if it really was Michael, and you really were a different guy, maybe we'll take you back. If you really did have something about the Bank of America, because Freedom Fiends is a real podcast, and they are on the Liberty Radio Network, as he mentioned. So uh, you can go and check them out. It's a it's actually the the guys from uh, Guns and Weed. Michael Dean and Nima Vidati. We've had uh, both of I think we've had both of them. Certainly have had Nima uh, on the show in the past. And uh, he's like a libertarian rapper. Yep. And he's also a TV personality as well. And Michael uh, D- Michael W. Dean is uh, an author and uh, does some has done some pod book uh, pod- podcast books or audio books or whatever. And yeah, and they made a, a documentary called Guns and Weed, which brings two uh, prohibitions together into the same documentary, and it shows the relationships kind of between the two and how it is that people that want to legalize guns should support people that want to legalize weed and vice versa. And I think it's a really great uh, documentary that that helps bring people. Of different, perhaps differing perspectives, because typically the gun thing is a right thing and the weed thing is a left uh, viewpoint. And to, to bring those people together, I think, is important. So, go well, on it, it shows uh, it, it shows people on either side of the, those issues um, on you know the, something they're interested in, guns, and then shows them something that they may not be interested in, say weed or vice versa, and right. you know gives them an opportunity to really to look at the issue while they're being while they're being fed something they like, they're also being fed something they may not necessarily uh, be interested in. Yeah, and maybe they'll pick up on the principle yeah. that's involved sure. between the two. Right. I hope that people are looking for truth in their issues, and if they realize that. In order to have gun freedom, we need to have other kinds of freedom. Then that's that's a good and vice versa. Exactly. It comes back to the allowing thing that I was talk to, uh, talking about before. Michael, uh, we have the real Michael back with us here. Hello. No jokes, Michael. Hello. Hello. <laughs> okay. I was not the first Bert, but I was the second Bert. That's right. <laughs> yes, man. Yeah, no jokes, fooled, man. Ian can't take I thought, it. I thought Bert was putting us on the whole time. <laughs> no, I... I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say the things Bert said. Even kidding, it was just too nutty. I but, think this yeah, is a conspiracy. I think, I think Bert called back in as Michael, and now he's pretending to be tolerant. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I think Bert was real because I don't think that somebody who was, oh, I don't know, a tolerant individual or, could possibly take those horrible positions. No, but I could call the Freedom Fiends a bunch of commie, pinko, secular humanist homosexuals. 
And considering you are a freedom fiend, that uh, you can say whatever you want about them, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I lived in San Francisco and took a lot of drugs. I I had sex with men once or twice or <laughs> ten times, but nice. you know, I'm basically straight. <laughs> That's what counts for straight in San Francisco, you know. I suppose. So, what yeah. did you want to share so about the Bank, Bank of America? America? I do have a Bank of America insider story if you want to hear it. Sure. Okay, 1998, when I lived in San Francisco, I was working as a temp, you know, wearing a suit and tie and going to do doing j- different jobs. And uh, I was working in Bank of America. This is right after they got bought out by Nations Bank. And the office I was working in was gutted. Like, two-thirds of the desks were empty. The people that were still there were completely paranoid of losing their job. I was working for this lady who had a corner office who was screaming at me the whole time. The only time I've ever had a temp job where after a week I called my temp agency and said, get me out of here because this lady's being abusive. Mm. Uh, what I was doing there was I was fluffing and folding the visuals for her on this PowerPoint presentation for internal use. And the basic crux of it was poor people are costing us money. We have to find a way to get rid of them without breaking the law. Raise all the fees, raise this, raise that until they just leave and go elsewhere. So meaning the poor... Uh- Poor account holders were costing the bank money? Yeah. I see. Which is, it's just interesting to me because I'm hearing all these things now, like Bank of America, you know, has has been accused of doing things like that, and it seems like it's something new. But I'm saying, you know, I, I was there in 1998 in San Francisco, and they were doing it. Now, how is it that poor people are going to cost a bank money? I'm just curious, because are they coming in taking too many pens uh, or something? <laughs> <laughs> too many lollipops? <laughs> Uh, what, how is it? Because normally the poor people are get, or going to help the bank get money. Tellers cost money, I can tell you that. Okay, I see that. That's a good point. But constantly poor people are, well, in many cases are poor, sometimes by circumstance, but sometimes simply because they don't know how to handle money. And so frequently they will have overdrafts, and that means they get charged overdraft fees. And there's all manner of fees that are, are being levied against these people, and you would think that's helping the bank out, you know, helping their bottom line. I think so, too. I mean, I was pretty poor back then, and I paid a lot in overdraft fees, probably more than a person who constantly had money in their account. I think it was just they weren't looking at the long tail like businesses hopefully do now more. Mm. Or were they trying to change their business structure to cater to a more uh, wealthy, affluent affluent crowd so that they could have, you know, that be their thing is that, you know, if you have a Bank of America card, then that means you're pretty well off or something like that. And I suppose Mark's point about the tellers could be a factor in that. Yeah, you know, the poor people tend to spend more time going to tellers probably than uh, than rich people because again they're they're not handling their money as well, so they're in there constantly cashing checks and uh, in you know withdrawing cash and things like that. So maybe that's it. It seems like they're worth it in the fees. I mean, you would think. You know, but I, it would it would seem like it to me. Uh, Michael W. Dean, before you go, I wanted to uh, ask you. Uh, there's you you did a pod audio book uh, about sort of protecting yourself emotionally, emotional self defense or something like that, and I. I couldn't remember the name, so I didn't want to jump in and recommend it to people. But uh, can you tell us, tell me about it real quick? Oh yeah, it's called a user's uh, a user's manual for the human experience, and it basically takes kind of the non-aggression principle and the Cooper color codes and applies them instead of just to physical confrontations, also to emotional confrontations. The uh, you can get the audiobook free on uh, podiobooks.com. The book, again, is User's Manual for the Human Experience. And if you want the Amazon, uh, you can go get it on Amazon. The website for the book is lifeamp.org. And uh, there's a nice blurb on the back there from your buddy, the uh, founder of the Free State Project. 
There Very you cool. go. Hey, Michael, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. I listened to that. Sorry about that. I listened to that book uh, twice. I th- thought it was so good. Neat. 855-450-3733. He also did the Guns and Weed documentary, yep. which I believe is gunsandweed.com, if I'm not mistaken. And more coming up here with you and your thoughts. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We have a webcam. You can go watch, listen, and interact because the chat room is built in there to the same page over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Like everything else on our site, it's free. We have a new advertiser here on Free Talk Live that I'm really excited about. It's wisefoodstorage.com, and they offer ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff that are packed for freshness in individual metal mylar pouches, and then they come packed in an, another sort of big uh, plastic carton. Ian, you've got one right over there. You can see it at uh, probably cam.freetalklive.com. I don't know about that. Well, we can, you could put it up and, uh, so that, people yeah. could do that and see it if you, if you would like. And they could last for... 25 years. You prepare them in just minutes simply by adding water. Um, that You can cook them right on your counter. They, they cook in the Mylar package. It's amazing. And I've had the uh, cheesy lasagna and the, uh, the Alfredo noodles, and they were both great. Um, I, you know, I recommend these t- uh, to you. And, you know, if you've got a family, it's probably a good idea to have some stored food on hand. And, you, you know, it's, it's hard to know what to invest in right now. Food, you're probably always going to need that. You can go to wisefoodstorage.com or call 855-FOODWISE. Use promo code FTL for a free sample, free shipping, and 10% off any order. Plus, peace of mind. It's wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE. The greatest gift you can give the ones you love. Let's continue with you and your thoughts. Uh, We go to Jared listening in Connecticut. Jared, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Uh, How are you guys doing tonight? What's on your Um, mind, Jared? I have a story. uh, the other night you were talking about um, uh, parents and uh, how they treat their children and if the law should step in at all or whatever. But um, so the next night, my friend calls me up with a story that um, basically a guy in his community uh, left his infant daughter. He has eight kids. He left his infant daughter in the car for like two hours, okay? Mm-hmm. And... What happened was the police didn't even ring his bell. The police just knocked down his door and arrested him in bed, okay? And there's a lot of elements to this story, but one of them is obviously the neighbor who saw the kid crying. Why didn't the neighbor ring the person's doorbell, right? 
Exactly. That would be your first, you know. Because um, people yeah. are, for whatever reason, afraid to death of their neighbors. Well, they sat there and watched right. the kid, I guess, in the car, which they thought was child abuse, and just let it happen for nothing. two hours and did nothing, and then waited to tell the police about it so the police would come in the middle of the night, you said, and kick well, down his door? A, there's another element to the story. So what no one really knew was that this guy's, um, seven out of the eight children all have, like, serious problems. Like, mm-hmm. one of them is, like, on a feeding tube. The other have, like, uh, you know, uh, learning issues and other, you know, difficulties. And basically they were dealing with this, he and his wife, all on their own. And no one knew about it. And so what happened was um, when the police went in, they saw that this guy was living in basically, like, terrible conditions. Okay? And... So they called ACS, the Children's Services. First of all, they arrested him. He was in jail for several days. They finally got the bail together and so forth. And then they had a restraining order like that he couldn't go to his own house. Luckily, they were able to get that lifted also. But the point was that he was living in terrible conditions. So a lot of the community got together, and they like totally renovated in like the matter of a day and a half. They did like a home makeover type of deal. You know, a contractor came in for free and did sheetrock. And my friend works for a container company. He donated a container for free. And just a bunch of people got together and like cleaned this guy's whole house up. I think ACS was there today, so I'm not really sure of the outcome. But, you know, I think that in this case, it kind of almost led to something good happening because now like the community is aware um, of what's really going on with him. They got him some support, like, the, you know, some uh, private uh, nonprofit organizations uh, to, you know, help him out, help his wife out, because his wife basically had a nervous breakdown once he went to jail. Well, it sounds um, like it, the community might have felt terrible for having this man, or, or at least I would have, if I was complaining about uh, things that were happening uh, from I could just see from my porch or anything, and I called the police, and then he was arrested when he's in these terrible conditions. Of course, that's going to make that's his gonna help. situation much harder. So at least the least they could do would be to you know help him out if they were involved in his caging. We we've certainly seen instances where uh, the community in different instances have have come forth and and helped folks. But to suggest that it wouldn't have happened had the the police not been called, I don't think that's appropriate. I mean, clearly, if people well, they got the, the the story hit because the police got involved, right? I mean, you know, that's right, how right. the media found out about it. Ultimately, though, it doesn't have to be that way. Right? I guess it wouldn't have to be that way. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, the the idea of a parent leaving a child in a car for two hours is pretty horrifying, though. Do you think that the child yeah, should mean, be taken away? This man was, you know, I think they were basically zoned out in a sense. I mean, they were, they were really crying for help silently. I mean, his friends didn't even know anything about his kids being disabled or anything. Mm-hmm. And these are people he worked with, like, all the time. They actually came to volunteer to clean his house, but they didn't want him knowing. So, so one guy was coordinating everything. He took the man to, like, dinner in Manhattan for, like, four hours. Mm-hmm. And, and so that his friends could come and his wife didn't know the friends so that, you know, they wouldn't feel, she, you know, she wouldn't be embarrassed and the husband wouldn't be embarrassed. Very yeah. interesting. Jared, thanks for that story tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airways. Nice to hear a situation being resolved in some way with compassion towards others rather than cages because it seems like the former is going to work a lot better. Well, you know, I, it's it's hard to... You don't know what to do in a circumstance where a parent, uh, you know, makes a bi- that's a big mistake. And 
right now, it's certainly not a very popular type of type of mistake. I mean, you know, people in grocery stores get upset if you leave your kid uh, to you know put the cart in the uh, the the cart corral. Oh my God, anything could have happened, and. You know, leaving a kid in the car for two hours, it's, you know, it's scary for people. Let's continue with Daniel listening to WNMT in Minnesota. Hey, Daniel, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Allie, and Mark. Hey, Ian, how are you doing? What's on your mind tonight, Daniel? Great. Uh, I just want to talk about a little bit about what happened to me about 2005. Sure. With the government, I got problems. My wife was running around with a friend of mine. Oh, boy. Yeah. I went over to his house, not, you know, his house was open to me. That's what he told me. So I went in there, found my wife in bed with him. Oh, my. Pinned him up against the wall, called her a, you know what, whatever. Left. All right. Cops show up at my door. You got to give a statement. So I give a statement. I end up in jail for 18 days. All right. What were the charges? Uh, Burglary and assault. I see. All right. So then I get five years probation. I'm sitting up here now in northern Minnesota trying to go deer hunting this weekend. I called my attorney that represented me, and I called my probation officer. I called, I'm close to calling a judge now, but nobody up here can tell me if I can go shoot a deer or not this weekend. (laughs) And I'm off paper. Can you guys explain that to me? They say all my rights are back. That would be hunting, right? Yeah, seems like it. You'd think so. Yeah. But no one but can no, give you a straight answer. Me up here, you got to contact your attorney. I call my attorney. He goes, "Well, you got to fax the paperwork over to me." And I'm thinking, okay, 150 bucks, 250 bucks, 400. What's it going to cost me to do that? Crazy. Tell you what, Daniel, if you huh? want to stick with us and tell more of your story, hang on. We'll bring you back here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. Just trying to shoot a deer. Can't even get a straight answer from these people. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kit Essentials Nutritionally Complete Drink, providing your picky eater with essential nutrition and great taste in one drink. Visit us at kitessentials.com. To make sure your kids eat healthy, follow the five-a-day plan. Serve three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit daily. Remember, a serving could just mean a piece of fruit or a half cup of veggies. If your kids are picky eaters, ask a nutritionist about other sources. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind at 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there for free. Uh, you can see the website over on the mobile version, if you'd like, over at m.freetalklive.com. Get quick access uh, to our live streams and podcast for your smartphone over at m.freetalklive.com. If you have a company and you need to try something new in the area of collections or accounts receivable, SACL CAI can handle it for you. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained to resolve issues for your customers and treat them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. It's SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top on the right-hand side of the page. That's uh, freetalklive.com, SACL CAI. So we're back with Daniel. He's on the line listening to WNMT up in uh, northern Minnesota. Daniel, are you with us still? Yes, sir. Now, you were telling us a story about how it was a while back uh, that you had encountered your wife cheating on you with another man, uh, somebody who I guess was a, f- a friend of yours. Is that right? Yep. yep. And uh, you got pretty upset. You you did assault the man, and now later... No, no I didn't assault the man. I didn't. pinned him up against the that's an assault because you were in his house and uh, he but probably didn't want to be pinned up against the wall. Right. It's a friend of mine. 
Right. So he probably didn't want to be pinned up against the wall. So I imagine that was against his will, which would, would I think that would make that assault. I think that makes that assault. Right. Okay. So anyway, how long ago was that? That was in 2005. 2005. So today you're trying to figure so out. So all your probation is done and, you know, all the. Yep. the... I got my I got my fine spade off. And the letter I got from the probation officer says that all my rights are returned to me. I can vote. All right. They reinstated your rights. Is that what they say? They reinstated my rights. But can I hunt? And they've still not been able. Can I have a gun in my hands and shoot something? They still have not been able to answer that and, question. And Nobody. how long have you been trying to ascertain this question, the answer to this question? Uh, probably been probably eight months. Or, yeah, a long time. Several months. Are you a felon? Yeah. So not even several months. I would say probably two years now. Maybe three years. Are you a felon? Like, okay. No, I'm not a felon. They dropped it down to a gross misdemeanor. Ch- chances are the answer is yes, you can possess a gun. Yeah. Now, obviously, you don't listen to talk show hosts for legal advice. Um, right. But then again, you can see what happens when you're trying to get government bureaucrats to give you legal advice. There are exactly. some things you... Can't, I can't get an answer out of them. It's right. Like, you come up here in the county that I'm in, it's called Itasca County, and people from the cities that I see at the courthouse when I'm in there for my crap... They say that if we come up on vacation, we leave on probation. Right. Well, they don't benefit from giving you legal advice. They only benefit from arresting you. So, I mean, you've got this. Well, these people, too, from the cities that come up here to northern Minnesota to go snowmobiling and get arrested for DWI in their snowmobile, they go, we're never coming back. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Daniel, can I ask you a question? Because this is something that people who want to restrict gun rights will often say is that if you let... Uh, some people carry guns. Then, if someone in in the situation you're in, they would you did you were you carrying a gun on you when the incident happened? No, of course not. Do you think that if you had been carrying a gun, that you would have misused it? No, I would not have. Okay. No, it's a friend of mine. I've known the guy for twenty, thirty, probably thirty years almost. Would it have been different if it had been a stranger? Uh, no. It wouldn't have. And if I would have known I got in trouble with the law, I would have never done what I did. I didn't know. Okay? Any normal person would have done what I did, were, I think, right? Were you, Daniel, were you, were, I'm just curious, were you drinking that night in question? What's that? Were you drinking the night in question? Of course. You were. Okay, so would you? Of do course. you think you would have handled that situation differently had you not been uh, maybe drinking that night? You know what? Probably not. Really? Do you, are no, you sorry for what you right did? Now. Are, are I'm you drinking s- right now. I'm, I just got I, off probation, so guess what I can have in my house? I, I can tell, man. That's all right. In five years. It's fine. Hey, it's Friday night. You, you know, enjoy time. yourself a drink. That's fine with me. I don't care. Yeah. I'm just asking right. about the... I'm, I'm just curious about the original event, because here's what I don't well, get. And I'm with you, by the way. In the whole, this, let me tell you a little bit more about the whole story. Well, right? hold on a second. I, I, I just want to make a quick point here. Uh, and I'm with you, by the way, on this whole bureaucratic rigmarole, trying to figure out something. These people are so hard to get information, any useful information from it. And then even if they tell you something, they may be lying or they may not be well informed. So there's always that factor as well. But uh, when it comes to this original event, this is one of the things I just don't understand about people being so uh, jealous regarding the, the sexual behavior of a partner. Look, if if someone's cheating on you, there's a reason for that happening, and getting angry about it isn't going to solve that problem for you. It's just going to, as you saw, as you found out, make things worse. So I guess I just don't understand why people get so upset. If you want what's best for your partner, then if your partner's decided that what's best for them is to go somewhere else and do something different, then shouldn't you support that? You've and got not a lot get of so financially upset? investments. A lot of people, you know, I mean, you, you can have a lot of financial investment in a partner, and that can be very um, disruptive. It's, it can to be your disheartening. Life. It can be 
disruptive. You know, it's it might be something worth being upset about, but uh, it's not something worth fighting anybody over. Well, I thanked him about a year and a half ago. You did? Oh, yeah. Why? To take, take to get away from you or Taking something? Taking her like out of my hands. Are you kidding me? She's trouble. Let's talk about uh, bow and arrows. She's trouble. That's all she is. Girls <laughs> Come I'm with on, you. you, guys. you uh, t- know how they are. Well, I don't know how they all are. They're but, all that way. I'm not but I, you, but. I would concur with you on uh, you know that the, you know, there, there can be some benefits. So something that looks bad um, at uh, you know at the time can look a lot better a few years later. But um, you can probably you can certainly hunt with a bow and arrow, a black powder pistol. Right, I know that you're going to buy one of those guns that you guys advertise. But will they yep. take down a 258 pound box? Yes, it will. Um, you can go it to air, airgun.freetalklive.com, and I'm. With how many yards? Well, it depends on the. T- I you know I couldn't tell you how far. Um, and right. you know it's got the muzzle velocity of a handgun, but it aims right. better. So you know you can check that out. There are different choices that you have, and that's the only point that I'm trying to make here. Daniel, uh, I've got did, more to the story. If you go want ahead, to hear it. quick, quick. About covered on justice, I worked down in Wisconsin on the pipeline to pay off my fines and get back, pay, get her off the land, my property. I went out of state to work on the pipeline. I come back, three deputy sheriffs and three Dodge Durango show up in my driveway. I thought, did I rape somebody? It was a violation of probation to leave the state? A violation of probation because I left the state to go out of work. Did you end up having so to go back to jail for that? I spend more time in jail. Wow. So common. Yeah, Thanks, ridiculous. Daniel, for the call, man. I appreciate hearing from you, and good luck up there. 855-450-FREE. Does it bother you, Allie, when uh, men, you know, like in that case, Daniel, categorizing all women as trouble? doesn't really bother me because I think that there are women that will be troublesome to the men that they're with, but... So are some men, though, So right? Exactly. So are some men. So, uh, it, I mean, if you fall into that kind of relationship, then I don't want to say you're a sucker, but I want to say that you're not looking for the right thing. If you're going after women that cheat on their husbands or that, you know, it's it's something that should be... Uh, figured out before you commit. But how do you know uh, before that point? I mean, uh, yeah, there may be some indicators in some cases, but it could be a total surprise. It could be a total surprise. That's true. And like you were saying, why do people get mad? I think it's because they feel betrayed or maybe they didn't see it coming. And then when it happens, they're caught off guard. Or maybe they feel like an ownership over that person. Like, or well, maybe that's it's, my woman. Right. Or something Ter- like a that. lot of men are very territorial. So, uh, I don't know. I don't. It have doesn't you ever bother had men me. Fight over you? Have I met had men fight over me? Yeah. Uh, I guess to a small degree, but it wasn't like. Does you it know, make you feel better? What, what does that? No, make you feel it made like? me feel terrible. Really? I don't like that. No, no fighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's silly and like that's that uh so macho. that macho yeah. yeah that ridiculous ape on ape <laughs> it's just really stupid. So there you go, guys. That's what Allie thinks of you if you're fighting over her. She thinks you're an ape. That's ape. great evolve you know younger guys <laughs> younger guys are gonna fight and you know it's something that uh that guy didn't sound too young i mean he said it was only five years ago yeah well six I'm, years ago i i can understand he finds his wife in bed with his uh one of his best friends look it could have gone a lot worse that's true. It could have gone worse. The sure. guy got pinned against the wall and he called her some bad names. That's not appropriate though what he did, right? I'm I'm not saying it's appropriate. I'm saying it's understandable. Emotional.
I get you. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. You can bring up what you want. One can act in an emotional fashion without uh, that would still be inappropriate without being violent, right? So, I mean, you could say or do things to your friend, you know, say things to your friend that would be inappropriate in that circumstance. The friend who got assaulted really shouldn't have been surprised that it was happening, although I don't agree that it should have happened. Let's continue here with you and your thoughts. You can bring up what you want. 855-450-FREE, whether you want to talk about relationships, the opposite sex... Or anything that's on your mind, you can. This is Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes feed the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Take control of these airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features there. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. You'll get a list of things that you can do to help out with the program. Uh, Meg, who's on the show for a while, kind of living temporarily down in the D.C. area, as she is uh, finally free of criminal charges after the Lemonade Liberation situation where her and a couple friends were arrested for uh, for selling lemonade out in the in a park in Washington, D.C., had all the charges dropped, which is great news. She contacted me today saying that I guess they were going to be doing an outreach booth at a gun show of some sort, some kind of a Liberty outreach booth. And she was asking me if I could send some uh, some bumper stickers down there. And I thought, well, you know, we have these flyers on our website over at promote.freetalklive.com, which make it easy for anybody to, with a printer, uh, can you know print out as many flyers as they'd like. There's different types of them on our website over at promote.freetalklive.com. And it's a low-cost way to get the word out about Free Talk Live. It's also a good way to reach people that haven't heard the show before. I mean, that's the idea behind the flyering. You don't really want to give out bumper stickers, which are fairly expensive in comparison to just flyers, to people that have never heard of the show before. It's not a very right. good way to not a good way to get a bumper sticker placed somewhere valuable, like on a bumper. Makes sense. So I said no to sending out a bunch of bumper stickers because honestly, I really want to reserve those for the people that know what the show is, have listened to the show, and are you know willing to put one on a bumper sticker. We do give away the bumper stickers to those who. But say, I like people thinking about Free Talk Live when yeah. they're doing events like that. I want a bumper sticker. You totally can have one. Uh, so if you have us, if you if you aren't living here in Keene, you can send a self-addressed stamped envelope uh, to the address over at promote.freetalklive.com, and we'll return to you Free Talk Live bumper sticker, and you can do with it as you please. Bitcoins, they're the world's first free market peer-to-peer digital cash. They can be used anywhere in the world without needing permission from any government or corporation. They can't be counterfeited or inflated, and now you can buy them with a credit card or PayPal. Memory Dealers is proud to offer you physical Bitcoins that you can hold in your hands, but also can be transferred back in a normal digital form at any time. They make great conversation starters and Christmas gifts. You can be be part of the currency that is transforming the world. Buy your Bitcoins at MemoryDealers.com. It's MemoryDealers.com. Let's go to the phones, to the fun. Brian is listening in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Allie, and Mark. Hi. Hey, Brian. What's on your um, mind? Yeah, I think that free market capitalism is is the solution, but um, they've been selling us like fascism and calling it capitalism. 
So I would agree with that. Yeah. When when you see the protesters out there saying end capitalism, you know, they're just saying whatever ism you trying to call it or whatever, you know, we're sick of it. You know, it's a fraud. And um, there is really no free market with the way that uh, currency is manipulated and subsidies and the market is manipulated. So I'd agree with that. Therefore, therefore the, the corporations and banks that are being protected by some people, you know, in, in the liberty circles, um, these corporations and banks that are too big to fail, that, that rose to this power in, in this environment, um, they're, they're just fascists. I mean, are there people in the like, liberty movement that are protecting those people? I mean, I don't or know. Defending, protecting or defending they're them? Defending, yeah, they're defending. They're, they're saying, well, they're just kind of victims of this manipulated market, you know, but not the big or, banks. Know, those guys no are not choice. victims. Well, it's hold on. He said the corporations and I often will hear the, you know, folks go after say GE. Well, you know, GE didn't pay any income taxes for the last 3 years. And well, you know, good. I wish nobody had to pay any income taxes because they they use that up or they use that for, you know, terrible purposes. So I mean, there's you would agree that there's a uh, the, there's a big pink stripe running down down the the Occupy movement, wouldn't you? Sure, but Brian, I wait, just wait, Brian, wait, 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 that was a question for Brian, not for you. Oh, um, yes. And okay. The point I'm getting at is that the banks, the corporations, the military-industrial complex, which is like GE, they're all fascist. It's all one thing. So if you, you can protest any one of them. Wait, 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 wait. The government is fascist. They're just using. If you have a fascist government, it doesn't make sense to go after all the corporations. And say you stop. You stop. You stop because someone is just going to come in their place and there's the opportunity out there to make lots of money using the government fascist system. And so it's the it's the state that's the problem. It's not the corporations are taking advantage of it because, well, I think it's both. I I think it's both that are the problem. And and just to be fair, though, you're not talking about all corporations. You're talking about like the big boys, right? You're talking about like, you know, the big banks, etc. And the huge conglomerate megacorps is that what you're referring to or are you referring to just you know like a mom and pop running a restaurant down the street no i'm just re- referring to the artificial um too big to fail type of organization okay. well you got to be careful when you when you when you speak them because if you say corporations then that includes everything i mean that includes all corporations including the corporation mark that you own your house in uh for instance so uh, so it's not all corporations if that's not what you mean then that's that's not what you should say but i get where you're coming from and i think that uh ali it's true that power is the problem but it's also a problem when people seek it, and those people in those corporations that we're talking about, these big, you know, big, these big banks and GE or whatever, and the the like the the weapons manufacturers, etc. These people are seeking the perks of that power, and they're therefore in they're they're encouraging people to uh, to continue this system. So I'd say they're almost as guilty as the federal government people. I think Ali made a great point. For every for a thousand that are hacking at the branches, there is but one that strikes at the root, and the the it seems like the Occupy movement is all about trimming the hedges. Mm-hmm. I think that they're really all one and the same. You know, the, what is the one and the same? That the the, um, the fascists, the, the the banks that are too big to fail, the the corporations that are too big to fail. Well, that, there there is a revolving door between you know, if you look into the military industrial complex, there is a revolving door between the people in industry and the people in government, but. The use of force by the government is a part that makes it wrong and that makes it sustain itself. If it weren't for the government people using force on everyone else to sustain, have 
infinite resources because they can just tax their people or print the money, then these huge these huge companies would never be able to exist for so long and get so big. There, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Um, on the other I hand, agree with that. Well, on the other hand, when I it comes to the, yeah, when it comes to the people at the Occupy movements. Like in a lot of protest movements, they're not sure exactly what to do about some of the problems that they perceive, but at least they figured out, for instance, tomorrow, uh, November 5th, is going to be Bank Transfer Day, where if people haven't yet, there have been encouragements up to this point, like move your money out, move your money out by November 5th, and obviously a lot of banks are going to be closed on November 5th, but uh, but some banks aren't. And so the idea is to get people to move their money out of these big corporate banks and move them into smaller local banks and maybe even credit unions as well. And that's something that anybody can do. That's that's an action that is is a tangible one. And a lot of times I'm the I'm a critic of protest movements because they don't really result in much action besides just people waving signs in the street. But that's something that people can do without having to worry about you know the IRS coming after them. For instance, I'll get on the air and advocate people stop paying taxes entirely because I agree with striking at the root. But I also know that most people aren't willing to take those sorts of steps. Mark, you're not even willing to take that step. I haven't paid income uh, tax in quite some time. You do fill out the forms, though, and I, that's what's important. I do. You, you are obedient enough to where you will do as they tell you, and you'll fill out the forms. But uh, So I don't, you know, I don't expect everybody to jump on board with, the, with an idea that seems that radical. But closing a bank account is something that's within anyone's purview, and anyone can do that. So I say right on to them if that's the kind of action that they're taking. On the other hand, if the action they're taking is to block a port, like they did out in Oakland. Rolling dumpsters out into the streets. Didn't they set some things on fire? Yeah, that I have a problem stones? with. That I object to. And Brian, uh, any other thoughts you want to share? Yeah, I also heard people like defending like the robber barons in the past. And I think that uh, it's the same thing. that they, They're claiming that there was a free market and, and that they, the people chose the, the robber barons or whatever. And But probably it was just fascism being sold as capitalism back then, yeah, and it was yeah. some problem-reaction-solution where they're like, oh, now we need to regulate the problem that we created in the first place. And, Sounds you know, about right. Well, the government was smaller back then, and from 1870 to 1890 in the United States, uh, incomes for the average individual doubled, and that's the only time that that's happened in a two-decade period. But he's right, though. I mean, the robber barons were tied in with the government. Of course they were. Right. But Thanks, there, were le- there were less, there were fewer ties, and at, in, in, the result was that capitalism was, you know, there, well, there, there were fewer more ties, capital- but there were fewer co- corporations, and there were fewer, you know, there was less commerce back then. There were so, a lot less regulate lot fewer regulations and people's incomes doubled inside of a two decade period no and doubt. it's never happened before and never happened no since doubt, but i don't i get you're bringing that up but it doesn't counteract what he was saying i'm not saying right? that well look, I mean, there, there's saying some examples accurate. to look at in the past where you can see that fewer regulations in a more capitalist society will result in more money for people and you don't want to discount that about- I think he was saying that uh, that that capitalism today isn't what capitalism really is. He said that earlier on his his call. It seems like you're getting really uh, defensive against the guy that was agreeing with. No, with I'm not. I'm not getting defensive. I'm only making a point. Okay. Which at some time, sometimes it's because you are a flaming idiot. That's why. Why don't you just settle down, Mister? Eight five five four fifty free. That's the toll free number. You can take control of the airwaves. You didn't drink caffeine tonight, did you? No, I haven't had any caffeine. Toll You're just number. dumb. 855-450-FREE. I am not going to miss you when you go away on your little cruise. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. <laughs> 
The Ruger Lightweight Compact Revolver is loaded with the latest technological advances and features required by today's most demanding shooters. Models include the original LCR in 38 Special Plus P, the powerful LCR 357 Magnum, and the LCR with excess sights. All models feature a monolithic frame, patent-pending friction-reducing cam, high-strength stainless steel cylinder, and polymer fire control housing. The LCR, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LCR at Ruger.com slash LCR. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want. The number for you, 855-453. That's toll-free, 855-450-3733. It is brought to you by our friends over at SACL CAI. As we continue, we'll take your calls about anything here tonight in the studio. It's Ian. Allie. And Mark. And let's go to the phones and the fun. Jeff, listening in Indy to WXNT. Hey, Jeff. Jeff. Hey, guys. How are you doing tonight? Hey, what's on your mind, Jeff? Well, just wanted to relay a story that happened to me. You guys are always, you know, talking about uh, the reasons why not to call the police, mm-hmm. not to get them involved, and pretty much try to do it as a community to handle situations. That doesn't and, sound uh, inaccurate. Go ahead. Okay. Well, good. Um, I was in a bar having a couple cocktails with friends. Had a uh, active Navy gentleman sitting at the bar a couple of seats down from me, and you could see... The person that came in between us and sat down was uh, probably a mental patient that wasn't taking his bet. He was a little bit on edge. Pulled out a uh, Bowie knife that was about eight inches long, uh, two, two and a half inches wide, and kept showing it to him in a threatening manner, telling him how, you know, really bad, but he was. And I told him to put the knife away, not to be doing that stuff in here. This wasn't the time or the place. Did that about five or six times. The bar is packed. Nobody else wants to get involved, including the bouncers. So oh I took matters into my own hands, called the police, like an idiot. Oh. They came, took them about 15 minutes. I mean, they had their, you know, MAC-10s. They were wired up, had all their, uh, what do you call it, right gear on? Oh, and boy. were taking this very, very seriously. Well, they get him, catch him, put him in jail, come back to the bar to find out who it is that lodged uh, or made the phone call and, I was attempting to lodge the complaint, and I said I did. They took my ID. I had a uh, suspicious, uh, it was a, uh, I forget the exact technical terminology, but it was wanted for questioning, not exactly a warrant. Well, they ended up taking me to jail. I was in jail for four days. Good Lord. Just for trying to help this situation out. Now, they took you to jail because they wanted you for questioning? Yeah. And you didn't want to answer their questions, and so they held you there? Right. It was supposedly over a stolen vehicle for a company that I had worked for a year and a half prior, and they couldn't produce any paperwork showing that the vehicle wasn't indeed sold at auction like four months after I stopped working for that company. So let me see if I've got this straight. It's Friday night because no one's... None of the detectives are working the weekend. You had to sit in in the jail cell until the investigator could ask you the questions on Monday? Oh, it wasn't even that. It was Tuesday. It was holiday weekend. <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. So basically, their position was, well, we've encountered this person we wanted, we want to talk to, and we're not sure if we could ever encounter him again, so we're just going to hold on It's taken us a year you. and a half to get this far. Right. But 
I mean, you know, the whole idea of an open warrant is that they think that eventually they're going to have contact with you. Well, they did, but the reason why they had contact was, in my estimation, uh, this guy was, you know, two, maybe three you know, steps away from uh, a serious assault. Yeah, you know, I feel like I this... I had no part of, except for being the you know, witness. I'm right next to the guy. Mm. I feel like this happens a lot where people call the police because... As far as protection agencies go, they really are a lot of people's only options. And then the police come in and however they deal with the situation, usually they heighten the situation to make it a bigger deal than it needs to be. But then they take something else that's unrelated and go after that. Just it's petty. It's silly stuff. It really is. So so they let you out after the questioning, right? uh, Well, actually, they never even questioned me about that at that particular jail because it was in a different county. They finally transferred me to the main jail in Indianapolis, of which I sat there for about three and a half hours and was walking out the door. Jeez. Well, aren't you glad you have these great uh, public servants out there taking care of things? I don't talk to them anymore. Yep. I can't <laughs> I mean, believe you. The only reason why I know they exist is they drive by my car, they drive by my house. But other than that, um, you know, I, I will have no contact with them that I'm going to initiate for any reason whatsoever. It's the smartest thing that you can do. And if somebody else initiates it and calls them on you and they come knocking on your door, there's no reason to talk to them there either because then they're really after you for something. Uh, they're really looking for something to arrest someone for. So it's always a good idea, at least until the police ever become people's friends again, in that the police are only looking into real crimes with real victims. Uh, until then, these people are da- are a danger to your freedom and do everything you can to avoid con- converting with them. Uh, I thank you, Jeff, for the call tonight. appreciate the story at 855-450-FREE. They you think you're doing the right thing. The more well, you talk to the cops, the closer you are to being arrested. One of my favorite websites to direct people to when they're asking questions about how they should deal with the cops uh, is flexyourrights.org. Good one, yeah. They have a lot of good videos and demonstrations of the kind of things you should be saying and the kind of words you should be practicing saying when you're in that stressful situation. Am words I free to definitely go? matter in that, those circumstances. Excuse me. Am I free to go? Yeah, that's an important <laughs> am one. Am I being detained? Am I free to go? Those are two real good questions. Real good ones. If you can, if you can remember no other questions to ask the police, those are two good ones to remember. Yeah, those would be the only things that you should say without an attorney present. One eight five five four fifty free. That's uh, the toll free number here. And now, was there? And one one thing you'd have to uh, to ask in that circumstance in the bar is, what's the point in talking to the cops anyway? Um, there and telling them, you know, and telling them that you even called. I mean, even if you did call, why tell them that you were the one that would, would call? And I understand okay. hindsight's twenty twenty and all that stuff, but you know, I it, it's a real shame what happened to the guy. So we were talking a moment ago about the Operation Wall Street uh, situation, Mark. You suggested that there's a, a pink line running down the movement. I guess you're alluding to communism or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I sure am. Certainly there are some socialists uh, and, and communists within the Operation – or rather not Operation. I say Operation Occupy, Occupy. Wall Street movement, and yeah. the various Occupy movements uh, across the country. But there are also a bunch of liberty-minded folks uh, that are going out to these things. I some, would agree with that entirely. In some areas sure. fewer than others. I'm not saying that I think that the movement should disappear. I'm just right. saying that there are plenty of people that don't understand economics that are involved. Absolutely. And the same thing with the Tea Parties. Plenty of people there don't understand economics sure. either. So uh, I want to share an email I got from an amplifier who decided to cancel his AMP. Now, AMP, the uh, program, advertise, market, and promote the ideas to help propagate Free Talk Live into more people's ears around the world via on the radio or perhaps online, etc. And you can go to amp.freetalklive.com to learn about that. 
But uh, Paul writes, says, I wanted to let you know why I canceled my amp. It's because you didn't address the very real problems of the Occupy movement. Shutting down the port of Oakland is not a legitimate form of protest, nor is camping in a public park. I, too, would like to privatize the parks, but until then, we can't just have people indefinitely camping in the parks. Yes, and that includes the homeless. I could go on, but I won't. But I, I responded to Paul by saying, well, wait, I thought we did address that last night. Yeah, I thought we did, and too. We did. We, had, we talked about the, the port of Oakland being occupied, and we talked talked about how uh, we on this program are opposed to that. It's getting in the way of people just trying to do business. Yeah, so, uh, so far, that's the very worst thing that I've seen that the Occupy movement has been involved in. That's particularly the Occupy Oakland movement, which seems which to be... more commie than... Some than of the rest, rest. Um, you know, I can see problems with people staying in public parks, but ba- the biggest problem there, as far as I'm concerned, is the, the public, public park. park, not the government. Right. I get, I get the sanitation issues, but do you see how the sanitation issues can be used in order to stifle protest? So here's my. It's problem not like with... they listen to protests anyway. And occupy the yeah. occupy movement may be the most successful protest movement that has existed in the last hundred years. Lifetime, at least. Yeah, at le- yeah, in, in a lifetime. I wouldn't say in a hundred years. I'd say the freedom movement was far more successful. Yeah, okay, okay, but it hasn't get a chance. But do you see how the freedom movement might have been stifled over issues like this that they didn't use at that time? So uh, what I wanted to say about this was, uh, as far as the critique goes, Paul admitted later after I wrote him back saying, I thought we addressed that last night. He admitted later he's a few few days behind on oh. the show because <laughs> he listens to the podcast. So I'd like to encourage folks, if you feel like there's something we haven't addressed on this program, pick up the phone. There's a lot of news out there in the world, and we're never going to be able to scratch 1% of it here on this program. I mean, we do show prep every day, and we all come in with different things to talk about on the show, and we don't get to most of them. The super majority of them don't ever even get on the air. They don't even get yep. a mention. I can list. Uh, I've got five. I've got four pieces of show prep sitting right up here yeah. on, on my front, and you've probably got a half a dozen. I've got there. a bunch of them. And Allie brought in stuff to talk about too, and that's just the way this show works. It's a, a caller focused program. So if you feel like we haven't done an issue justice or haven't even addressed it at all, it's probably true. We maybe we haven't. In this case, we did, but he just hadn't heard the show yet. So, it's not that scary, guys. Really not. What's not scary? Calling in. No, I think it's. it's not. I think it's intimidating for some people. It, it certainly is. I still get. I still got like an adrenaline rush when I was calling in from jail. Actually, <laughs> on Free Talk Live, yeah, wow. on my own show. More coming up here. Eight five five four fifty free. You can take control and bring up what you want. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free, 855-453, that's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, and those features include news updates. You get signed up, we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get on the list there. That's news.freetalklive.com. You can sign up for emailed updates, Twitter, Facebook, whatever works best for you. Once again, news.freetalklive.com. As we continue with you and your thoughts, Kevin is listening in Indy to WXNT. Hey, Kevin. Hi. I 
Mark, you're going to love this one. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I actually had a conversation with a gentleman today who started off by saying, well, you know, welfare and food stamps is a really good thing because for every dollar the government spends, it creates a dollar eighty-seven in economic benefit. How is that? I don't know, but then I responded by saying, well, you know, it takes 3 to $4 to just administer that $1, and for every dollar that doesn't go to the debt, in 15 years it becomes $64 of debt. Well, I and guess you slammed him, him, okay? I'm sorry? <laughs> you slammed him. Go ahead. <laughs> well, no, he called me a GD liar and uh, didn't want to talk to me any further. So it's like, how does somebody possibly rationalize if that were the case, wouldn't we all be on welfare and food stamps and live happily ever after? Well, it's clear you're funded by the Koch brothers and that uh, the things that you have to say are therefore of no value. Amazing. Well, Amazing. You're, you're right on, uh, Kevin, because the, the government, when it comes to welfare, couldn't possibly create value uh, because all they can do is siphon value off because they're a, a group that is a monopoly on violence. And they are, while they're not the only option to, to you know, give money to to help people, you have to give money to the government. You have, you're forced to by the threat of violence to give them money. So they don't have any incentive to be efficient with it in any way, shape, or form, unlike, say, perhaps the Salvation Army or the United Way or some other uh, you know private organization that actually has to be responsible with its money because otherwise they won't get more or they won't get as much the next year from their their contributors. Government doesn't have those incentives and so it just blows as much of it in whatever way it darn well feels like, including the majority of it. It blows on the middle class administrators and the welfare bureaucrats. They're pretty much upper middle class at this point. I mean, yeah. there was a number just re- released uh, recently. Uh, jobs, uh, the job growth is flat if you don't look at the government sector. Government yeah, sector is right. up twelve percent. I mean, you know, the fact is, uh, housing prices aren't dropping in D.C. In the government sector, they don't even understand what we're talking about, about suffering and um, economically here in the United States. Well, your friend probably heard this information from some. This sounds like the kind of thing you hear some congressman and representative trying to pass off as, oh, well, let's start this program. And then each dollar is going to generate more revenue or it's going to be more money in the economy, like these stimulus packages. The idea is that if you give money away, then it'll get spent and it'll stimulate the economy. But what they don't understand is that you can't just make up wealth out of air. It doesn't work like that. That's not how the world works. Right. And when you transfer wealth away from the people who originally had it, who earned it, uh, you and I, then there's all kinds of opportunity costs. So there are these things that uh, that would have happened with that money had we been allowed to keep it rather than the government printing a bunch of it out and essentially devaluing our money. If we would have been allowed to keep the value of our money, we could have invested it. We could have saved it. We could have given it away. We could have done what we thought was best. And individually, when people make those decisions, it always works out better for the economy, whereas a bunch of centralized bureaucrats deciding what to do with everyone's money always results in inefficient allocation of resources. Oh, and the best part, he's a 30-year high school teacher that coaches in a $15 million football stadium. Kevin, anything else you want to share tonight? <laughs> no, that, that says it all right there, don't you think? Sure you never really work for anything body but the government as well there. Yeah, so. if, you've, if you never worked in the real world, then, uh, you know, it's really talk hard to, to talk to folks like that. Um, you know, I mean, when you when you try to you try to, you know, speak facts to them and they just don't want to hear it. They may not have facts to rebut, but that doesn't mean that they in, intend to believe. They know that somebody smarter than them knows facts that uh, counteract the facts that you're saying. So therefore, they're just going to ignore you. 
that's tough stuff to deal with. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate your call tonight at 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number, 1-855-450-3733. Now, Mark, you had wanted to address the November 5th issue. Yes, um, you know, about the Guy Fox uh, masks uh, that are going to be worn tomorrow in celebration of a man who, uh, what was it, the gunpowder revolution that uh, was uh, central in the gunpowder revolution, put uh, several, many kegs of gunpowder beneath the parliament of uh, England with the intent of uh, a couple of hours later blowing up a bunch of uh, government people and whoever, whomever happened to be in the building at the time. And... He did not succeed. He did not succeed. He was un, he was an unsuccessful uh, mass killer, and uh, you know I, this was brought up to me by a friend of mine, and I think it's a good comparison. People in the liberty movement really really don't like it when folks run around with Che Guevara uh, shirts on. They're like, oh, he's a killer. What are you doing celebrating him? But at the same time, they'll run around with masks uh, fashioned after a guy (laughs) who is a, well, a would-be mask killer. And I've got to say, you know, I like the movie V as much as anybody else does. But I don't know. V for Vendetta. That's the, the movie. Fine film. That uh, the, the, the main character who was also a killer, um, you know, but it was a fictional one, and I don't have a problem with fictional killers. I'm, but I do have a problem with real ones and the celebration well, why, why of real ones. Why wouldn't you have a problem with a fictional killer? I mean, isn't a fictional killer suggesting the killing is the solution? I'm not sure he does. He's telling. It's a part of. He's, he is a, a mechanism in a story. I don't have a Could problem. Could be an with, analogy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just he's a character. He's an idea. And in telling in the telling of stories, um, it's often you know the fact is comic books without bam wop zoom aren't going to be that darn interesting. It's um, true. You know, video games without being able to gun and you've down got little the, Lucy. What's that? Wasn't that a little comic strip? Yeah, there's yeah. there's all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But you know, the the video games without the first person shooter, I mean, it's taking out a huge genre. It's a, it is a very important uh, storytelling mechanism. However, there's real there's a real man named Guy Fox. He was not a anarcho-capitalist or a free marketeer or a voluntarist or even a libertarian. He was just another person who wanted to impose violence upon people in the form of the state, just a different state than the one that existed. And the idea that liberty run around with silly fedoras and uh, clown masks on celebrating this guy i think is really backwards and it should not be done well i had a guy fox mask on today i know you did and i was uh, downtown in keen at the occupy keen uh, daily event now they're having them uh, there's a good occupy movement that's gonna kind of get rolling here where it's still not a whole lot of people but at least on a consistent basis they're out uh, in public out at the the side of the road holding signs and i had brought my mask out for uh, free speech friday which is something that our very own derek J from uh, tuesday nights on this show has put together it's been going on here for a, a m- number of months actually it's a once a week thing where uh, derek brings out a megaphone and anyone who wants to speak, anybody who has some words to say, uh, can share them. He usually pre-writes a statement of some sort that he reads. So he was reading off a statement this week about our friend Bo, who was put in jail for selling some marijuana recently. And also uh, my experience uh, in the traffic court, which, by the way, my motion to uh, pay the fine on the traffic, uh, the, the parking ticket, the $10 parking ticket, I'd offer to pay 50 bucks to a charity rather than pay the 10 bucks to the state, was approved. So you're going to continue to wear the, uh, the, the, the death masks of killers? Let's talk about that here in a moment here. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. 1-855-450-3733. You can bring up what you want. It's kind of weird, right? I am opposed to violence, but there I am wearing that mask. Will yeah. I have any explanation? Maybe it's dumb. Coming up.
Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Five five four fifty free. That's the toll free number. Brought to you by SACL CAI. It's one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the listening options we have for you there. Uh, you can listen live via our live streams, broadband and dial-up versions of the show are available 24-7. The latest episode of Free Talk Live is there on those streams, plus our radio stations, over 100 great stations that carry the show throughout the country. You can get details on them, our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, as well as free-to-air, the webcam, and the listen lines that'll light a call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. Get all the details over at listen.freetalklive.com. You still smoking cigarettes? Come on, it's old technology. Check out the e-cigarette. You can get the nicotine that you crave delivered in a fashion that's just like a cigarette. You're carrying it. You can carry it around. Looks like a cigarette. Pulls like a cigarette, but it ta- doesn't taste like one. You can get it in all kinds of different flavors. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. They, Some of them do. Yeah, they do. They've got it reds, Turkish classics, but they also and menthol. They have cherry, vanilla, strawberry, cloves. Those you don't can, taste like cigarettes. Well, cloves, strawberry cloves do. I guess do they have strawberry yummy. cigarettes. No, they don't have strawberry cigarettes. No, I didn't think so. They no, have they, clove they, cigarettes. You they do can have get, that. Right. Yeah. Clo- cloves do. But it's all the kinds taste of different good flavors. too. They yeah. tried that. They do. They do taste good. Those are those are the full nicotine ones. They don't have uh, cloves and any of the uh, the lesser nicotines. But yet. pretty much all the other flavors have the, like, the low level nicotine too, yeah. like mid level and low level. Whatever right? works for you. So you can kind of wean yourself down if you'd like. And this is um, this is in fact what happens to many people that uh, just just try to get the e-cigarette, say for work times when they would prefer to stay in the office rather than go out in the snow and smoke or. Or whatever, or they're going to go on a plane, that kind of thing. They'll find that they'll use this thing, and they're smoking fewer and fewer cigarettes. The e-cigarette isn't nearly as bad for you as its uh, as its counterpart, the real cigarette. Uh, by some metrics, twenty two thousand times healthier. And you can get a free e-cigarette kit, one of the best made ones on the market, by vaporsmiths.com. All you have to do is purchase forty cartomizers. Those are the little things that go on that deliver the nicotine to you. And you'll get the free vaporizer kit. You also get free shipping. All you have to do is purchase uh, the 40 cardomizers at $69.99 there at vaporsmiths.com. Or you can call them at 855-2-GET-VAPOR and get the same deal. It's 855-2-GET-VAPOR, vaporsmiths.com. We continue with your calls. We'll get back to the V issue slash Guy Fox mask in a moment here. Jay is on the line in Indy listening to WXNT. Hello, Jay. Hey, hey. Good evening, guys. What's on your mind, Jay? Um... I wanted to just see if I could uh, pick your brains from a more philosophical viewpoint on what you feel the appropriate limitations of government should be. And if you'd allow me a moment to preface where I'm coming from, um, there's a, a man whose blog I recently found on a survivalist website, and he had a ton of very useful information because he was a survivor of the civil war and conflict in Bosnia-Herzegovina, uh, back in the early 90s, in like 91 to 94. It's interesting. And just talking about the harrowing experience that he had of being trapped in a city where the government completely collapsed and all order was gone, it, it was chaos. So that's the one extreme. But then I look, you know, like the Arab Spring that's happening, and specifically people in Egypt, you know, longing for freedom, and they've 
overthrown, you know, a single man who I guess all intents and purposes was kind of oppressive, but now the military is still there, and from what I'm reading, their hand is getting heavier. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like you don't want any government because then it's just really nasty and dangerous, but then you don't want anything oppressive. So I was wondering your thoughts more from a philosophical viewpoint. Well, I I would just point out that in both of those situations, there was still a government, right? There was a government, and then there was chaos despite the government. So it's obviously the order in society is not a product of governments or any kind of uh, monopoly on force. It's despite that. and It's the people, the regular folks that really keep order. Right. But I think it's clear that if a government collapses overnight, that there's no going to be nobody to, say, respond to fires, right? Like, so if the fire department gets hit, dropped, a bomb dropped on it, tomorrow won't spring up three competing free market fire departments. Which is why the only way to really get to a true free market world is through to change people's hearts and minds. There can't be any kind of instantaneous switcheroo that can be pulled and be be effective because people have to lose the idea of the coercive state before we'll ever get to that next plateau of humanity. That's true, but Mark, you're a volunteer firefighter and you're saying that if there was some sort of government collapse, that if your neighbor's house caught on fire, then you would say whatever? What am I going to do? I mean, I can run over there in my firefighter gear, but, you know, I, my, my hose only sprays so much water mm-hmm. before I, you know, I've got nothing. You know, I've got 50 foot of hose there. And if it doesn't reach to the neighbor's house, it's not going to do any good. And it's not going to reach to anybody's house. you got to have a pumper truck and all these kind of things to truly fight a fire. Well, you still have the pumper truck, even if the government shuts down. Not if right. something dropped, not if a bomb dropped on. The, I did use that as an example. Right, right. Uh, but, or you know. the utilities are off. I don't believe in destruction of, of property. I mean, I guess that's a confusing question because then there's monkey wrenching and is destruction of government property really destruction? It's not the same in my eyes, but that's an interesting... I think that the same people that are doing their job as government workers who are doing it because they are because they see it as a necessity, then if they're really providing a good service, then I think that even despite collapse, they're still going to step up and do that job, but they'll be able to if do it. If they're good people, I think that's true. Right. And so, they'll figure out a way to fund themselves voluntarily. I've seen firemen out on the street holding out boots to, uh, to cars. There's definitely ways for people The to problem with government is its funding mechanism, okay? I mean, it claims upon for itself uh, monopolies in certain areas and then forces you to pay for those monopolies. It's not about the providing of services because there, there are people providing those services and people would provide services to people who wanted services in the absence of government. Right. Certainly, you know, what what we call government today, there would still be government because you need people. I mean, people need a certain level of governing, but that government would be something that is, a, you know, wouldn't fund itself through uh, involuntary action like taxation. The problem with government is its claim a monopoly. Jay? All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I wrestle with these things. I've had some of the thoughts that you guys just expressed, you know, especially you know, and a friend of mine brought that up to me about a year ago, is that really, you know, it's a reductionist argument, but it's a true argument, is that, you know, at the end of the day, the government enforces its will with chains, guns, and jails. And um, What do you think about I thought, that? You know, just forming an experiment in my mind, you know, well, if you take away the chains, guns, and jails, you know, and examine human nature, I mean, can people you know, govern themselves. I guess it, it gets back to the tension of, you know, you know, liberty is always paid for with the price of eternal vigilance. 
Well, I don't think versus, that... Uh, you know, also what Benjamin Franklin said, that when we become vile and debased as a society, then we'll have more need of masters. So I guess, you know, where's the happy medium or where's the legitimate tension? You know what I'm saying? I think I, I see where you're coming from. Uh, regarding the chains and the, the jails and, and all of that, I don't think anybody that is advocating the free market is saying that there shouldn't be someone around who has the ability to chain up a dangerous person. No one's ever said that uh, on this program. And if you have a free marketplace, for instance, uh, you know, bounty hunters and uh, bail, men, you know, bail bondsmen are very, very effective at you know, taking people down who are you know, running from the law. And in the world of the, the marketplace, if you've got a crazed killer out there, then people are going to want that person to be uh, dealt with in some manner, shape, or right. form. And so I don't think that those – I don't think ultimately the chains are going to go away. I just think ultimately no. fewer people should be chained. And I think that right now the, the majority of people that are chained don't deserve to be. Yeah, I, I agree with those sentiments. I guess, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a philosophical wrestling match I often have with myself. So, you know, something interesting just, to look at on this this world of the no government idea, or at least the no coercive, uh, violent uh, monopoly government idea, is to look at, uh, you know, you gave a couple examples, but a lot of people say, well, what about Somalia? Uh, they'll, they'll trot that one out. They'll say, well, there's no government there. But what's actually happening there is that there's been a con- constant process of an, an attempt to impose a government. Right. There's uh, been several governments in Somalia. The UN and the United States just co- yeah. keep on going and blowing them up. Thanks, Jay, for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. But it's interesting to look Look at Somalia as an example of something, a place that's coming out of third world poverty and looking at the different areas of development. Uh, births are more successful there now. The cell phone network is incredible compared to the rest of uh, Africa, if not the rest of, the, you know, a lot of the rest of the world. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, consider Keen. Civil disobedience, politics, media, outreach, and social events. Keen has it all. Get connected with video, audio, our forum, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. Even in these remaining moments at 855-453, that's a toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Inviting you to our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features, and if you support this program, you can get your shopping done over at shop.freetalklive.com. Uh, you can go there and buy whatever you need to because it's linking you to Amazon. You go to shop.freetalklive.com. You see different Amazons for different countries. Click into the one that's appropriate for you, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of your purchase price. So whatever it is you buy through shop.freetalklive.com, we get a cut. It's that simple. Uh, and it's Amazon. So you know them. They're, they've got great deals, free super safer shipping on a whole lot of their products, and huge selection, not to mention used items as well. Once again, that's shop.freetalklive.com. To the phones and the fun. William in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, William. Hey, can you hear me okay? Yeah, William, go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, hey, Ian, Mark, and Allie, how y'all doing? Hey, Great. William. What's on your mind tonight? Okay, I, I could uh, agree with you all about uh, 98 or 99% of everything you say. And tonight I thought I'd keep it to a fun topic. Okay. One of the ways I discovered you guys is uh, through podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found all kinds of free podcasting over the internet, uh, uh, tons of stuff. <clears throat> and 
one way or another, I stumbled upon uh, podcastawards.com. And by the way, do you, I haven't checked your status as of now, or is there an update on that? Or? Tomorrow. Question. Are they going to announce uh, the tomorrow. winners yeah. tomorrow? The announcements are tomorrow. Oh, that's exciting. Remember, now, we didn't, remember the 5th of November. We didn't We didn't really pound it uh, real hard this year on the air, so it should yeah, be interesting. We could very well lose this one if we do. We deserve it. We didn't, uh, yeah, to didn't try very hard. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. I mean, uh, as far as uh, you didn't try real hard, and that's actually a compliment, not, not the opposite. Thanks. So go but, ahead uh, with, uh, with what you want to say about podcasts. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah, I've been... Uh, uh, I've been enjoying uh, these different story podcasts. There's all kinds. There's, you know, sort of like audio books, and then there's like uh, full-fledged, like with multiple actors and sound effects and so on and so forth. Yep. Have any of y'all ever heard of The We're Alive? The the what? We're, we are uh, we're Alive. We Are Alive. Like, what is it? Uh, it's a zombie podcast. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. Now, is it supposedly, uh, what is it about? Is it a fictional thing? Yeah, it's a fictional thing. It's about a like you know. I never was even interested in zombie movies or whatever. And, and they're in their the second season is over, so I guess pretty soon they're going to start their third season. Any so, of the things I tell you about, you can find them on uh, iTunes. That's uh, very you know, neat. Word. So, so how long are the episodes typically? Uh, yeah, it's about fifteen minutes on those, and it, you know, it's kind of a that's one thing. That's one of my complaints. I mean, I, you can't complain because it's free, right? But they're about they're fifteen minutes. I think they usually release one every week. Yeah, uh, not enough. So. Now, are we talking about now? What's the format here? Is it like uh, kind of like a War of the Worlds, where it's it's more of uh, from the broadcaster perspective, like as in as though things are going on and they're reporting on it, or is it like a, a drama, as though you know the, there's a microphone within the midst of uh, people trying to survive in a zombie apocalypse? Yeah, that's pretty much. It, it's really cool because there's multiple actors and it's told from like it's like it's just like watching a movie except there's no visual. Interesting, it's just like that. Wow. So, so it's the equivalent. That can't be cheap to produce. So it's like the equivalent of like The Walking Dead, which is the new hot uh, TV show that's about zombies, where it's a serialized thing where the plot continues over the different uh, episodes and very interesting. Is that right? Yes, it's pretty. In fact, uh, it spurred me to uh, buy the Dead Walking Dead. Uh, DVDs just because, you know, uh, I like that we're alive. Now, in we're alive, that's just one example. I mean, it, it, uh, a website that contains really good, like, sci-fi stories and or horror, horror stories or whatever, there's anything from books and and kind of the podcasts I'm talking about, you know, where there's multiple actors or just, like, uh, the, anyway, the, it's www.parsecawards.com. Like Parsec, these are these are awards there. for the the audio entertainment stuff. Yes, yes. Cool, like man. Your podcast I think it's award. great. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that there are people out there still making the what is essentially audio drama. I yeah, guess that's would be great. The, I mean, the, the term for that the uh, radio doesn't seem to have any room for that. There's very little. They don't room have the budget. That. They 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 can't justify the cost of doing because there's some production involved. You got to actually write a script. I mean, you don't just get to come in and wing it like we do every every The only thing night. I can think of is uh, what the, the the Lake Will Be Gone, uh, the thing from uh, NPR. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about NPR, but I know Just, that uh, Keeler. They have his name the shows is. where uh, there's there is a show on commercial radio where they take old shows and they replay those. What was that called? When radio was or something yeah. like that? It's yeah, it's old time radio hour, which is also da- downloadable. 
Yeah, and that's always that's always kind of fun to listen to uh, those things. But it's great to know that people are doing new stuff, and it's got to be even easier today than ever before. I mean, if you think about it, you don't have to source all of your uh, your own sound effects anymore, like record those live in yeah. the studio or anything like that. Some coconuts to make horses hooves. You can you can use exactly, and you can use you know the different programs that are out there with the multi-layering. There's different tracks, for instance, that you can put a sound effects on one track and move them around as necessary. So it's probably a lot easier to make them these days, but nonetheless, still a time-consuming process sure to get it right, to make but, it sound good. And uh, so that's cool. I'm glad you shared that with us, William. Anything else? Uh, well, yeah, I guess, um, I guess I'll put it this way. It's kind of my new addiction. I mean, I can't hardly... Uh, walk around without earplugs plugged in my ear. You know, it's great for driving. And, <laughs> do you do you like it better than reading? Yes, most definitely. Neat. And, thanks. And thanks. by the way, hmm? uh, I was gonna say by the way, I've bought I've bought audio books and stuff and everything, and these podcasts, you know, kick their butt. But awesome, William. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate hearing from you. And it's. I don't know if they're making money off of it, but I, maybe they are. Maybe they will in the future. That's pretty cool. I Zombie like the podcast. Um, you know, the audio books for go, I mean, they, they just make it a lot easier to consume the the material that I wanted to consume at one point. And you know, I don't have to sit down and read a book and like I used to do, spend to, so much time doing. Audio books are just better for me. And if you think about it, uh, it's a lot cheaper to make a zombie podcast than a zombie TV show because you don't have to deal with all the makeup. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. So you just have to get some true. good screaming sound and it effects. requires less attention from your, you know, from the, you know, what would be viewers. Now they have to just listen, and they can be going to work listening to it if it's visual You're not and in audio. Front of the TV. Right, exactly. Speaking of uh, of uh, you know costumes and makeup, Guy Fox. We were going to oh, say, oh, Guy Fox, yes, the uh, the mask. Uh, from You're wearing one today. Popularized by V for Vendetta. I wore one today, and tomorrow, of course, is November fifth. Remember, remember the fifth of November. I will likely wear one tomorrow at the 420 celebration, which will be happening at the State House here in uh, in and Concord. I am suggesting that this is an inconsistency, sort of in the Liberty Movement. That there's... I would say, and, and no, it's not. But I'm curious, Allie, what do you think? Uh, but the guy Fox, see, I hadn't heard the story, Mark, but I always viewed it as an anonymous way to voice out ag- against oppression. Don't you think that somebody with a Che Guevara T-shirt could say that this is my, you know, that he stood for the people and like they could come up with all kinds of ways to get around the fact that Che Guevara was a mass murderer See, that's just and it. Sh- I executed people but the and Guy shot Fox them in the head. mask is it's a mask. It's not just like the T-shirt of Guy Fox. It's the mask part that's so from the movie V from V from Vedetta, the most uh, exciting part was when everyone had the mask on mm-hmm. and everyone was coming out as just this character, this idea. Everybody was coming out as a mask killer. No, it was an idea. ending. The ending of that film was peaceful. Right. They overwhelmed... Ending was peaceful. Oh, I, I can see how people... You can see how people might get confused that the main character can, killed people and blew stuff up and... Look, Mark, I'm not defending Guy Fawkes by wearing his mask. Unlike somebody who might defend Che by wearing a Che t-shirt, I would never defend Guy Fawkes and, and his actions. But it is a mask, and it does do serve the purpose of masking your face, so you can be. You can anonymous. wear all kinds of masks. Okay, that don't so if I celebrate. put on a if I put on a hockey mask, does that mean that I support Jason Voorhees I and hacking that, and slashing people in okay, the woods? Okay, Jason Voorhees was not real. 
All right. Um, the, the guy so from, how do you know I'm not wearing a mask about V for Vendetta as opposed to Guy Fawkes? And, and, and this, is what I expect, this is what I expected the rebuttal to be. No, no, I'm wearing a V mask <laughs> and V was wearing a Guy Fawkes mask. I'm not wearing a Guy Fawkes mask because only V was wearing it. What? If I quote <laughs> Thomas Jefferson, does that mean I think uh, owning slaves is okay? I don't think mm, it does. Um, but I do think that you can, that, that you know, when you put somebody, for one, Thomas Jefferson didn't if execute I, too many people. But, a lot of people don't even know who Guy Fox is. It's, I, I did. I, do you want me to do it again? I mean, last segment, I, ta- I told the story of Guy Fox. I understand that. I'm just telling you that a lot of people don't even know who Guy Fox is. Understand. They are probably more familiar with the mask from, certainly if they're maybe younger, they may be more familiar with the mask from V for Vendetta and or the Anonymous Movement, which has also adopted that particular mask. Liberty Maniacs has a Lysander Spooner shirt with the, where he's put, giving up the, the peace sign. But what sign. mask, Mark, would you recommend? I'm not recommend. I, if you want to mask your face, go ahead Should and I wear, wear a Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger? Wear a balaclava uh, if you want to mask your face, but I don't think that masks that a are a good idea. What are you doing that you need to mask your face for it's about being anonymous it gets reaction people like yeah the mask. oh my god he's wearing he's celebrating a killer people stopped and took my picture when i was wearing that mask oh recently. look lunatics so i got my my sign got photographs taken of it because of the mask it, it garners attention so wearing che Guevara shirts is okay night. if it gets attention when the power goes out for any length of time you've got problems starting with food that's going bad even in the freezer no communications, living by candlelight or flashlight, it's a bad place to be. The solar flare cycle is heating up and has already done damage to the grid. NASA and NOAA tell us that next year and in 2013, it will take down large sections of the grid for days or weeks at a time. Hurricanes and floods also cut power for several days or weeks. You can protect yourself now. The SG-1 solar generator by Sound Wisdom produces 5,000 watts of household current, comes with 230 amp hours of battery, 220 watt solar panels, and a built-in battery maintainer desulfator. This is the only portable system you can add as many batteries or solar panels as you like. It will also convert power from windmills, water wheels, DC welders, or gas generators, any source of 12-volt DC power. See it now at freetalklivesolar.com. Technicians are standing by now to answer your questions even during the Sunday night show. FreeTalkLiveSolar.com.